Blog Talk Radio. Man, you don't know what I done been through. I done been through a lot. Over the years, blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. But I'm still living. I thank the most high. Hey, all praise. I done came a long way. Tabernacle of Yah, uh, right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network tonight. Yes, sir, indeed. Yes, Liberation Tabernacle of Yah, right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yes, sir. I am your brother, brother Maury Aria Israel, along with my good brother, the Maury David Israel. Tonight, we have a wonderful topic for you today right here, brothers and sisters, for Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. And basically, we're just coming in the house to explain, give our stance on what we believe and how we stand right here with Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. You know, every, um, you know, there are different camps, um, we'll say spiritual organization, like even churches, they have certain uh, things that they believe in and um, a doctrinal belief or theological beliefs that they believe in with their churches or organization or synagogues, whatever you know, the, the, um, the situation may be. Uh, so right here at Liberation Tabernacle of Yah, 
we want to give is two major things that, that we see that where we want to give our understanding to and why some things y'all probably don't hear us going into some of the things like some people say. And two of them here today we want to make put out here today is why we don't teach the Messiah doctrine or the captivity doctrine. Yeah, let me say that one more time. Why we don't teach the Messiah doctrine, yeah, or the captivity doctrine. And what do, we, what do, what do, what do you mean, the, the Messiah doctrine? Well, what I mean is that on the Messiah doctrine is that we don't go around teaching, and y'all won't hear us teaching, that there's someone, this particular person, uh, far as we would say from the Torah, this, um, I don't know, who's coming to save us, who's coming to redeem us. A lot of things that y'all hear, um, maybe from even in Judaism. Now, they say, because, you know, this is whole thing, about the whole argument about uh, Yahshua or Yahoshua or Jesus is coming from this whole thing about they have been waiting for this person, this anointed person, because that's what you, the word goes back to, Messiah. You know, that is an English rendering of the Hebrew rendering of of Mashiach and Mashiach, that's the Hebrew Mashiach, y'all, and that only means the anointed or anointed, not even the, because it'll be Ha Mashiach. Put the Ha on the beginning of it, H A, that's Ha for the, or T H E, and you know, y'all get it right. So we don't, so we say Mashiach, Mashiach is meaning anointed. So we don't go around, we don't teach this, there's somebody in prophecies that we're waiting on to come and redeem us or save us. We don't, we, don't, we don't preach that doctrine. Now, because why? There's a greater understanding, and we're going to get into that because that was something that at one particular time in Israelite tradition and something in Judaism came and they, sp- they have spent it over time. And we're going to, I'm going to read some things a little bit later on. And give y'all the understanding of it from uh, uh, Jewish encyclopedias and a lot of different um, uh, biblical fact books and how it's stated. So, yeah, we don't teach that because we're not waiting on no damn body, y'all. Excuse my French. We ain't waiting on for <laughs> And I got to throw somebody here today. We ain't waiting on Farad Muhammad. We, we wait on, uh, 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 what's his name? Yahweh Ben Yahweh. And I know he's dead now. We're not waiting on nobody. And see, yeah, uh huh. We're not waiting on nobody to come and save us because we study and we know when we read Tanakh, it only say Yah is our Savior, our Redeemer. Yah, yeah, the Most High, our, the Creator is our Redeemer, our Savior. But anyway, and another thing about the captivity, and I'm going to have the day come on in and introduce, um, open up and give us a scripture to open up uh, with. Um, and even with this captivity doctrine, I know y'all hear a lot of the camps and a lot of brothers and sisters out there in the um, uh, and, and the Israelite tradition, or as y'all know, the, the, some would say the Hebrew Israelites, or y'all see brothers on the corner and ISUPK and a lot of those groups. They always talking about Deuteronomy 28, uh, the slave ship doctrine. We don't teach that, man. Now, did we believe that at one time? Yes. Yes, what I did. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to just speak for myself personally. Yes, I did uh, one particular time. And I know my brother Dave, he can speak. He has said, yeah, I know he will say that. But with greater understanding as I went in and I really looked at this thing and looked at it, and I look at these things, these scriptures and Tanakh and things from a historical point of view, 
historical, and I've seen, and I got some some other things I've been seeing recently, brothers and sisters, that ain't have a dang on thing to do with us, the transatlantic slave trade. I did a whole video on that, and but anyway, uh, so we're gonna guess we're gonna get into tonight, man. Why we don't teach the messianic, I mean, excuse me, the Messiah doctrine or captivity doctrine here at the Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. Because we don't we, we don't believe nobody's coming to save us. N- no, no superhero. We ain't waiting on Spider-Man, Superman, Aquaman, uh, none of the Legion of Doom to come and save us. And we don't teach this whole thing about we in captivity, uh, we still in bondage and all of that stuff. We don't teach that here. We don't teach those doctrines here. Now, even though we may go through some things here in America, through some racism and discriminations, but we don't teach that that we still in goddamn captivity. Because if I got the money to get my black ass, I mean, excuse me, I'm going to slow it down, y'all. I forgot. <laughs> it's just having that tonight. I can't act like I'm on the regular shows tonight. But we can get up and leave here at any damn time we want to. If we got the money, when they hit that lottery ticket, uh, are we getting up out of here? I know they will. We day we scratch that lottery ticket and win that lottery ticket, y'all. I know they gonna get the he probably gonna get the hell out of El Segundo. See, he can he, he can do that. He can leave whenever he wants. Ain't nobody holding him back. He can get him a passport. We gotta get a passport to go somewhere, another country. You can get you can get up out of here. A lot of Israelites have done it. Uh what's what's the brother? Um Oh man, I'll finish uh, not uh oh, I'll just get his name now. He was in Chicago. Him and his group left a long time ago. I'll finish that. Ben Carter. Oh, man, I can't take it. Over. What's the brother's name? David. He'll, he'll help me out. He'll know. He'll know. They oh, know you everybody. got it right. Oh, Ben Carter. Oh, was you it, got was, it right. Okay, so I told y'all. They know everybody, y'all. It ain't nobody that they don't know, y'all. <laughs> let, me, uh, let my brother get in here. Shalom to you, brother. Shalom to you, Dave. Well, I'm, I'm going to say Shabbat Shalom to you, brother, man. Love you, brother. Yes, sir. Me too, my brother. Here with you all. I'm a. Uh, I'm gonna start off with Shema Yisrael or the Nalahenu or the Nakad. Baruch Atah Adonai Alahenu Malachah Alom Hamotzi Lakam Min Haaraz. So I'm gonna say, Hear, O Israel, Lord our God is one, and bless be the Lord, the Maker of our universe, Yah Elohim. He is one. Hallelujah. I Shabbat Shalom to you, Moray Ariah Israel, and Shabbat Shalom to everybody that's tuning in. And I'm glad to be back. I'm glad yes, to be back. Glad to have you so, back, brother. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to plug this phone in. Yes, sir. Let me go plug this little thing in my tablet in because I got all my notes up here. <laughs> and um. Uh, Hey, let me plug this in real quick. Uh, it's all going to plug. It's right over here, the extension cord. Cords in my house. I'm ratchet, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in loader bar, so. Shoot. <laughs> so, all right, let me get out this scripture. All right, so. I'm going to get out my tonight. I got my from Babylon Timbuktu, Uh-oh, which is a good got, book to have. You got the ammunition. I got my, I got my stone edition tonight. And also tonight for you Negroes that love your Jesus, I got my 
what you might call it. King James Version Five. Uh oh. Oh my God. So I got ammunition for y'all. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna get in the scripture real quick. I'm a uh, because one of the things that you you said that we was gonna talk about is the captivity doctrine. Why we don't teach captivity doctrine? Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to uh, scripture Ephesians. Yeah, let's go to the book of Ephesians. <laughs> yes, sir. Put my lead on too, because <laughs> Yahweh is with me all the time. Hallelujah. I just put my lead on. Go to Ephesians six and five. Let's get it. Ephesians six and five. Let's go to it. All right, let me this I ain't I got me a little small King James version, Bob. I ain't got the Reverend Gitmo version. I got the little small white lady Bible. King James Bible, so <laughs> it got them white people eyes for this. So uh let's go to Ephesians six and five. All right. And this is the New Testament. Y'all know we only follow the Old Testament, but when we teach them about this captivity doctrine, we're gonna we go we gotta go into y'all Greek New Testament because that's what y'all love so much. So Ephesians six and five. Let's do it. It says Ephesians six and five. It says, servants, slaves, please be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. and singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Now, when we get into that, Slaves, please obey your earthly master. These was Paul's instructions. Now, I'm going to break down why we don't teach this captivity doctrine. And more I, I hope you don't mind if I go a little off. Because, you know, in order to teach these Greek-loving Negroes, we got to go <laughs> a little bit off because that's how it is. Do your thing, now, brother. Do your thing, to, to my, I got a book called The Bible Overview. Now, mm. when it says, slaves, please obey your earthly masters, we all know the slave master on the so-called plantation is the ones that had y'all enslaved. Ain't, ain't that what captivity is when yeah. you're in slavery? So when, we, when you are held captive, and y'all know they're all uh, held captive to uh, what's called the New Testament, the Greek doctrine. So let's go, this little book I got called The Bible Overview. That's a great book to have, too, because it breaks down pretty much everything about 
the Bible and certain scriptures and everything. I got it at Walmart. I love it. Mm. So when it says slaves, please obey your earthly masters. Now, some people might think, okay, that's talking about obeying the Lord. That's not what that's talking about. See, when we talk about captivity and we're talking about slavery, see, messianics, you all are in slavery by being with Yahweh, by following Paul. And I'm going to go deep into this tonight. So when it says, slaves, please obey your earthly masters, that was Paul's instructions to people who were enslaved by Christian slave masters, or a.k.a. the Messianic way. So he was, according to the Bible overview, uh, Bible overview, Book, which you, which I got at Walmart, uh, page two forty one. It says it's uh, um, it's going into Paul referenced that to a, a Philemon. It says Philemon and the practice of forgiveness and love. It says Paul the purpose of of some of Paul's instructions of slave, please obey your earthly masters. Paul is writing to convince a wealthy believer, Philemon, to forgive the runaway slave Onesimus. Wow. And receive him back as a brother in Christ. What the hell? So you mean to tell me a slave is, Paul is telling the master to get his slave back. He's teaching slave masters how to keep their slaves in slavery. Paul, see, Paul was was friends with a lot of slave masters. A lot of people don't know that. Paul was all for slavery. He was. So when he said, slaves, please obey your earthly master, he used the messianic way, Christianity, to keep people as slaves. And it says, so, uh, to receive him back as a brother in Christ. Brother in Christ? What the hell? And it says, Onesimus may have wronged Philemon or stolen from him. And according to Roman law, Onesimus could be put to death after running away from Philemon. Wow. This is pretty much breaking down what what, what Paul pretty much was teaching. So when slaves ran away from their masters, Harriet Tubman, Kutakente, uh, what was that other one, the, the Dred Scott case? Yes, sir. They were... They were, what, tried. Some of them was hanged. Now, Moray R.E.I., me and you, our families is from the South. I got family in Virginia, North Carolina, and Alabama, and in Georgia. I'm going to tell you something. Nat Turner was in my state of Virginia, Southampton County. 
when he ran his ass away and shot all them goddamn slave masters, they found his ass. And what did they do? Killed his ass. And you hear Israelites talking about, well, Nat Turner was into the Bible. Y'all, y'all know that. I don't know if you know that, but Israelites camps, the Messianic camps, every time they want to talk about uh, being an Israelite, they always got to go back to slavery. It's these Messianic camps. You notice that? Yes, sir. They always, like, Common had a show called, the rapper Common had a show called Hell on Wheels. And the little boy was in slavery. He was only born a plantation that could read. The whole time, oh, he said he was an Israelite. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? You know, when when um they used Turner, Matt Turner had a rebellion against the slave master, used the Bible. Okay. And what? You ain't going to have no rebellion. All these people that they've referenced as black people who had who had knowledge of being an Israelite, they all got killed, and that was all in slavery. Rosewood, too. So when we get into, it says, oh, so let's go back to this book. It says, and according to Roman law, a Nesmus could be put to death. After running away from Philemon, Onesimus met Paul, became a Christian, and wished to be reconciled with his former owner. The thing that I've noticed about Messianic Israelites, they never go into the book of Philemon. They says they'll never quote that scripture, slaves, please obey your earthly masters. Because and they never break it down. Because Paul, in every one of his books, even in Acts, he was uh, friends with slave masters. Philemon was a damn slave master. They always quote Paul. They always quote Paul, but they never go into that about what Paul was really into. Now, let me go to another one of Paul's friends, because Paul was friends with captives. And we all know that when you hear GMS, you're the ISUPK, you're all these people there, well, Paul said this, and Paul said that. They're more enslaved than we think. They're more enslaved than we think. Now, let's go to one of Paul's friends. One of Paul's friends' name, and I'm, I'm going to get this script out uh, to, to uh, put it uh, put it out for you. Let's go um, to uh, Titus 3 and 15. Because Onesimus wasn't the only slave master that Paul was friends with. Because when we get into captivity, we got to talk about the cat, the person who who actually captivated the person. And when we all know we at Liberation Tabernacle, yeah, 
We believe that long as you follow Yah Elohim and the Torah, you ain't gonna be a slave. Ain't that what we teach? Long as you follow Yah in the law, statute, commandments, we free. We free over here. We don't believe in being slaves at liberation tabernacle, Yah. We don't believe in being cap in captivity. Cause we got the law. The law set us free. So let's go to fourteen forty six, which is the book of Titus in the King James Bible. Cause one of Paul's friends, and I'm gonna break this shit down. One of Paul's friends, and maybe the reason why they love quoting Paul is, uh, and this gonna shock y'all too, cause you know how these these people are talking about Titus and Titus and all that. And they quote from Babylon Timbuktu, but they never really get into it. Who Titus was? Titus 3 and 15. Let's see, Titus 3 and 15. It says, that all that are with me salute thee. Greet them that you all. Amen. Now, what Paul was saying that, right, Paul, let us get to who Paul was talking about. Because Paul had brotherly love with somebody named Titus. And when we're looking at who Titus was, Paul said he was equal with this guy named Titus. Now, I'm going to go to it. That's the book of Titus. Because Paul was friends with this guy named Titus. Now, I'm going to show you who Titus was according to Pedia. Because Paul had ordained Titus in that scripture, which I read. Let's find out who Titus was. Because Titus was a slave master, and he was also a person who destroyed Israel. So let us go to um, wikipedia.org. It says, before becoming emperor, Titus gained renown as a military commander, serving under his father in Judea during the first Jewish Roman War. The campaign came to a brief halt. The death of Emperor Nero in 68. Launch Vespasian's bid for the imperial power during the year of the four emperors. When Vespasian was declared emperor on July 1st, 69, Titus was left in charge of ending the Jewish rebellion. In 70, he besieged and captured Jerusalem and destroyed the city and the second temple for this achievement. Titus was awarded trial 
in the art of Titus, Comoraditus, his victory to the day and age. So Titus, according to Wikipedia, was a person who conquered Jerusalem, and he destroyed it. So if Paul was friends with this guy named Titus, and Titus was a person who was ordained a bishop under Paul's church, and Titus had destroyed Jerusalem. Why, if Paul was for Israel, why was he friends with his enemy? Now, me, you know, more are yeah. Now, if you see a dope boy who's selling dope in Memphis, are you going to, as a righteous Israelite, affiliate yourself with a damn dope boy who's destroying your city? <laughs> no, sir. Not at all. So why the hell did Paul ordain this killer named Titus? Hmm. See, I can tell you why. See, I can tell you why. Okay? It's Brother so Justice in the house. Brother Justice in the house. Because <laughs> when you... Nah, let, let me finish this up, uh, Justice. We're talking about why we don't teach this captivity doctrine. Now, me and Moray Ari, we're not going to best friend no goddamn person who's wrong as hell. Ain't no justification for that bullshit. When we go into the Torah, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, do not intermarry with them. Turn away your uh, family from the uh, eyes of God. Now, we ain't going to intermarry and deal with no person who is wrong as shit. Like Farrakhan. Farrakhan, and I don't give a damn with the FY listening. Farrakhan was friends with the Church of Scientology. Church of Scientology was known for having slaves. Why the hell did Farrakhan drag the FOI and the MGT into Scientology? See what I'm saying? They don't make sense. So when we're looking at this thing with Paul's relationship with slave masters, that's something wrong with that shit. You ain't supposed to be friends with nobody that got your people enslaved. You ain't. I come on now, y'all. You gonna be friends if you if you got your child going to a public school, right? And you know that being gay is wrong. But then you let your child get a book read to them by a drag queen. Are you gonna be friends with that drag queen? <laughs> if you know being gay wrong, are you gonna be friends with a drag queen if you know being gay is wrong? Hell no. no sir. I would. I would. I would. I would. I would. Damn. T- I'll snatch my kid up out of that motherfucking school and he tell me a uh, drag queen read a book to me. I'll take him out that damn school. That you will sit there and be friends 
with somebody who is strong. Hell to no, Paul ain't shit for that. And I'm, I'm going to put something to, to that, too, because that's something else I, I want to put there with Titus. Okay, that's that's something I I I I, I want to put there too, because when Paul ordained Titus as a bishop and over some Israelite churches in Rome, let me tell you something. When I look at these Israelite camps that are messianic, you notice how they talk shit about white people. They always quote the New Testament, it's written by Greeks and Romans. But you notice how they always ordaining white Latinos as leaders and ministers and bishops over the camps. Captain Tazoriak, I ask you, got Chazadak, I think his name is. Is that right? Kataza. Uh, Kataza. Got a white boy. That dude clearly a fucking white boy. And he talks to you, he saw the white man. You got a white man right next to you. What's talking about? So these people are pretty much following the same way Paul was doing. Paul was into that ordaining, like I said, Titus as a bishop. He he was friends with Philemon, who was a slave master. Paul. They, they see, they let you know that they cool with people who, who have your ass as, as uh, they cool with cap, captivity people. They cool with these people. Like I said earlier, Farrakhan's friends with Scientology. You bitch. Hey, hell, they ain't find his wife for years. Where the hell his wife been at? They just found his damn wife about two years ago. Yeah, so I, that's why I say these people, they are truly a sellout. And like I say, that's one reason why we don't teach that captivity doctrine over here at Liberation Tabernacle, y'all, because we know better. We see the bullshit. We see that. And, we, and look, just by you saying, well, Romans and all that, you you want to stay in captivity. So Farrakhan joined an Omega Sci-Fi, a Greek organization. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that. So, but yeah, I'm going to land my plane right there and let justice come on in. So what was that question? You, uh, you asked said something justice said he know the answer. But justice might know the answer. He probably remembered what 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 was you gonna say, Brother Justice? Peace to you, brother. Okay, maybe he had to he probably had to put his cell on mute. Yeah, he probably had to put his cell on mute. He might be listening while he's working. Yeah, so uh but yeah, your your mic's still over just when you get ready. He probably working today, just listening in while he's working. Um man, where was I gonna go? Yeah, uh, fellas. Some, yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, uh, brother you Sunray, how we are? Uh, yes, said that I'm gonna be in and out again. So when I get a chance, I'll try, man. But right now, I'm tied up. Okay, no problem. Your mic, you know, you, you know, your mic gonna be open. Just jump on in when you get ready. Your mic gonna be open. Yourself again. Okay, thank you. 
right, no problem. I'm in brother. class, Chief Rabbi. I'm in class. <laughs> no problem, brother. Just jump on in here when you get a chance to. We'll stop because we know you're working. Just we'll pause it, let you come on in. Yes, sir. Yeah, got the good brother Justice in the house. Good to have that brother in the house too, listening in. Yes, sir. Just learn it. This is what it's about, brothers. Whether y'all agree or whether or not, we're just listening in, just trying to learn some things as well. Um, now, I want to go. I, I want to jump back to um, something Ms. Messiah, and I come back to the captivity as well. Uh, let me pull up. I got to pull up something. Now, I, I bought, got a couple of books. Y'all know, Daisy, I got the library of Timbuktu over here. Uh, and I want to give y'all some rundown about something about this Messiah thing, because first of all, y'all have to know that this whole Messiah thing, uh, Christianity have, it evolved over time. The, the, the meaning of the word anointed and how people have used it have evolved. Now, there's a book I had just got. It's called, um, it's over my shelf over there. It's talking about the um, different, it goes in about different religions. I forgot the name of it, but it's on my shelf now. But I just excerpt from it. I took a picture of it and I did a video showing this the other day. Uh, it's called Judaism and the Messiah. Now it's talking about here, it says, while Christianity recognized the promise of the personal spiritual savior is the core of biblical revelation. Judaism have long vindicated in its concept of the Messiahship. It says that Jesus, the true Messiah, this this is what they say from Jesus, the true Messiah predicted in God's word would be rejected by the Jews of the first century shows that even at that time, there was a divergence of opinion on the meaning and authority of the messianic passage in the scriptures. Now, here we go. Of course, Jewish history, the meaning of Messiah had undergone changes Originally, it was believed that God would send his special messenger, delivering Israel from her oppressors and instituting peace and freedom. Now, that right there, that part right there, brothers, let me stop right there. That part right there is very important. Now, originally at first, the word Messiah, like I said, I'm going to use this word Messiah, but like goes back, the word Messiah comes from a Hebrew word, actually mean in Hebrew. Uh, what we would say, we would say in Hebrew, we would say Mashiach. And it only means that someone who was anointed. Uh, every king, every high, I'm going to say every person basically in a um, authority figure. Uh, at that time, it was the kings, as they say the word king. Um, like David, Saul, all people who was in leadership of the of Israel was a, a so-called called anointed. Um, even the Levites, the Levites of the Levitical priesthood, they were considered as what they call anointed. Um, hell, even some non-Israelites were uh, considered anointed, like King Cyrus. King Cyrus was not; he was a Persian. He was not an Israelite. But you read in in, in the uh, sacred scriptures. He was called my anointed by the Most High, right? Um, so the word anointed just means somebody basically of, of, of the Most High. We can say just let's say this here. Um, I used to say this a long time ago, uh, like brothers with Brother Malcolm, for what Malcolm was trying to do, uh, like say liberate our people, uh, even Dr. King. I would say, I used to say this here. I said, well, in a way, they were uh, somewhat of anointed ones because they had anointed positions who were raised to what liberate their people. And that's what basically none of the people 
uh, anointed ones they was doing because the original thing. And think about this one. Think about this one, y'all. What did everybody always talk about Cointel Probe all the time? What was one, what was the real what was that meaning that everybody used to say when they talk about Cointel Probe? Right? What they say J. J. Edgar who would say it? It was trying to stop the rise of another what? Black Messiah. Is that not what they always said? And what this black Messiah was coming to do? Help what? Deliver his people as we talk about in here in America. All people always talk about from the hands of our oppressors, from oppression, from discrimination, from this and that. So this is what the thing is here. We go back to this. This article says originally it was believed that God would send his special messenger delivering Israel from her oppressors. It has not one oppressor, but oppressors and institute peace and freedom. Right. And we had brothers and brothers who rose up amongst us in America. Is that not what they were talking about doing? Huh? Is that not what they were coming here to do? So that time, that's what Israel, when you read a lot of this, um, that's one of the things when you go in the scripture they were talking about. They was looking for this Messiah because no, Israel went through several captivities when you read this tonight. And they went through several, the Persians, the Medes, the Babylonians, uh, as they was just, just eloquently bringing out when he was talking about Paul and Titus. That was during the Roman period when they were um, under the, and I forgot the Greek period as well, when uh, the Ptolemies and stuff and this uh, Seleucids. But but to, but, to, uh, but going back to what Dave was saying about Titus and all of them, Titus Vespasians, them who actually ransacked and, and, and uh, they actually held destroyed the temples and, and have wiped out a lot of the Jews at that time. Uh, and doing 70 AD and stuff, but y'all read the history. Uh, but 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 going back to this, so there when you kind of get into the scriptures, and why I'm making this point, it had nothing to do when you get into the Tanakh. As they looked at through time, and then even through what they call the religion of Judaism, that 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 um kind of spanned out when y'all studied that history, how this religion of Judaism even evolved out of what they call ancient Israelite tradition. And this is where you get some of the Europeans came in, right, through this new religion called Judaism. Um, but there never was this concept in Israelite tradition and even somewhat in uh, this new evolved religion called Judaism that this Messiah-type person was going to be a person who was going to die for someone's sin, die for the sins of Israel, uh, let alone talk about the whole world. This is not what the concept was about. This is what this thing here, this article, well, it was a whole, this was is a book, this religion book was talking about Judaism and stuff, the breakdown about Judaism, take about his. But let's go, let's keep on going a little bit, right? And it says, however, today, any idea of a personal Messiah has been all but abandoned by the majority of the Jews. It has been substituted with the hope of a messianic age characterized by truth and justice. So a lot of the Jews in now in these days and times somewhat, they're not looking for a so-called personal Messiah, as they say. Um, they're looking, talk about, it's, it's going to be what they call a messianic age. There'll be an age that's going to come about, an age 
Um, you know how people talk about the uh, Mercury retrograde and all of this stuff, so Pisces, age, when the age of Aquarius and all that, they said there's going to be a certain age now. Now, this this is this is kind of like rabbinical Judaism and things of this nature that teach this, that uh, the Most High is going to usher in or uh, allow to come in where it's going to be, as they say, uh, no more wars. Uh, it's going to be all peace. Um Everybody's going to know the most high, and, and that's going to be, like I said, truth and justice and all. It's going to be, how uh, they said, y'all, everything is going to be hunkadori. Everything is going to be cool. It's almost like heaven on earth. This is what they're saying when the messianic age is supposed to come in, how, you know, rabbinical Judaism is kind of teaching out. But it's not going to be an actual person, like I said, a superhero type person as they was looking at at one time. And then when y'all study, go and study the history, right? Um, even in Jesus, as they say, Yahshua, Yahweh Shai, whatever, he existed according to their report. He supposed has existed during the first century, as they say, A.D. or whatnot. Um, but even in that first same first century, there were several, when y'all read the history, there were several people who at that time under that Roman rule, there were several um Jewish, as they call it, Jewish revolt that happened um, at that same period that Jesus was time. There was uh, several people who were Jews who were revolting, uh, uh, revolting against the Jewish. I mean, now I keep saying the Jewish, the Roman Empire, because this is because they was trying to free them people from free their people from oppression of the Roman Empire. Just like people talk about we're in oppression here in America, that's what, it, that's what this whole thing about this Messiah thing that they was talking about. They was looking for – and and for him to – it was supposed to have been a political figure, just like Saul, David, Solomon, and all of this type of stuff. That's why I did a video earlier today, my brothers. This is on YouTube, Liberation Tabernacle. Y'all, y'all can go and see that one because I've talked about it before. And people have been, you know, this, this, boy, these people just don't want to let the Jesus thing go and the lie. People have been telling me he was the king of the Jews. They, they, you know, they tell you oh, Jesus is king of the Jews. Hell to the Nizal. You can't find it nowhere historically, y'all. You can't find And that's what I was talking about in today's video. Yeah, anybody who watched, check out Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. I asked to show me historically where Jesus or Yahshua, whatever name they want to call him, where he was actually a, a historical king. You cannot find it. Where they said he ruled a kingdom, just like you got, uh, hell, you had Obama, you had Trump, you got damn Joe Biden, you got over there right now in Israel, you got Nintin uh, Vidyahu, you got crazy-ass Kim Jong-un. These people are ruling a government. So I asked... Show us, because you just see calling him a king of the Jews. Somebody get got crazy today. You remember they they got crazy talking about well, uh, Michael Jackson was called king of pop. That's just some silly shit, man. Hey, people come up with some silly stuff. Listen, man, we know damn. We ain't talking about no damn. And they said Bobby Brown the king of R and B. Come on, y'all. Wait, wait, not just not what we talking about. Come on, quit being so damn silly. No, when you say he was the king of the Jews, y'all know what we're talking about. We talk about a nation. Ain't talking about no damn music, no other crazy stuff like that. It was if you're gonna say he was the king of the Jews, show us. Because at that time we had Herod, we had the um, the Heronians, you had um uh, what's those other people? You had King Agrippa, all of these people who were racially Roman puppets at that time, and Paul was 
basically, uh, as Dr. Yogi said, he was basically like a CIA agent. He was, hell, he was working. He was working for them folks, man. He was working for the Roman Empire as well. But uh, even when you look at this right fast, brothers and sisters, even when you go on with Paul, what David was mentioning, uh, that they don't tell you, if you really look at it, those first so-called Yahshua followers were actually Jews. They were all Jews who started that movement. And who was he killing? Who was he killing and convicting? Jews. Paul, when they said Paul was persecuting, as they say, persecuting the church, what they mean the church, it would mean the assembly, the body of people who was believing that Jesus was this Messiah. They thought that he was the one who was coming to free uh, the ancient Israelites, the Israelites at that time, from the hands of their oppressors, like a Nat Turner. They thought he was coming to do that, but he he didn't do that. And there's a lot of him. There's a guy named Bakova. Y'all look at these Jewish revolt. Go look up, man. I'm telling y'all something. Go and research this stuff. Named Bakova. They thought that they were um, these somebody Messiah that was coming to freedom out of the hands of the Romans and uh, being persecuted from the Roman Empire. But they all was killed, just like Jesus. And a lot of them was what? They was hung on the cross. But how come people don't, they don't have a story about them y'all hear about? They, ain't, they don't have no churches of, of Bakova and the Jewish revolt. There is several of them. It was another guy, uh, I forget his name, Judas the Egyptian or something like that. Y'all don't hear about none of them. There was a guy named Thutius. Yeah. Now, he existed at the same time period of so-called Jesus, a guy named Thutius. And it's actually in the Bible of Acts. They mention him in the book of Acts. This guy, Judas the Egyptian, I think that's his name, is mentioned in the book of Acts. Him and this guy named Thutius. It's in Jewish encyclopedias and stuff as well. But it's written in the book of Acts. They existed in the same century as they say so-called Yahshua. How come there's no religion named after them or you hear about them? Because now the Romans took over the whole thing and pacified people that made you think this Messiah person was somebody coming to die for your sins and not coming to overrun and overthrow their wicked-ass government. They flipped the script on you. But anyway, y'all. Uh, within the history of Judaism from the time of Jesus of Nazareth, uh, there have been at least 34 different prominent Jews who have claimed to be the Messiah. Y'all, this is in a book, Encyclopedia of Religions, and under the heading of Judaism, this is what they're talking about. This thing is called Judaism and the Messiah. Y'all heard that? They say from the time, within history of Judaism, from the t- in the time of Judah of Nazareth, I, there have been over 34 different prominent Jews who have claimed to be the Messiah. Y'all hear this? See, this is, this, y'all have been taught this. So these crazy-ass, a lot of these crazy-ass Israelites out here, and these crazy-ass Israelite camp, these bodies, they ain't teaching y'all this. Just they, they blame the church, but hell, they ain't teaching y'all this either. Because they got so busy, we're going to get them jump back later into this captivity doctrine. They're not telling you what the whole thing was about, this whole Messiah thing. Because you know what? A lot of these camps out here we see, uh, Israel, not in Christ, GMS, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to what do you call it? Um, Goddamn, what's them other guys? ISUPK, all of them, because they believe the same thing that the church is blaming. They blame the church, but they believe in the same thing. Jesus died for your sins. That's not in the Torah. We don't, that's not nowhere in the Tanakh. The ancient Israelites didn't believe no man was going to die for your sins. Not, no, they don't believe that. And they never believed that somebody was going to come and die and sacrifice themselves for you. This so-called Messiah, this anointed person. No, that's a lie. 
that's some Christianity made up Roman doctrine. Yes, sir. But uh, one other thing here, it says carrying on Jewish tradition, most of these self-proclaimed messiahs promise salvation from p- political, economic, and cultural uh, oppression rather than a spiritual salvation. Y'all heard this? This is in the book, y'all. I need to go. I need to get the name of it. I need to grab that book so I can tell y'all the name of it. But um, yeah. And, and that's what it is. And I got to go back into my, my notes right fast and show y'all some stuff. But yeah, so brothers and sisters, this whole thing in Judaism and ancient Judaism, this whole thing um, primarily about a Messiah, it ain't had nothing to do with nobody dying. And so this is why, again, Dave and I, that's why we do not here in Liberation Tabernacle of Yah actually teach anything. I'm talking about a messianic doctrine. We don't teach this Messiah doctrine because we know historically what the whole thing about Messiah means. And let me read one more uh, thing right fast, right, Dave, if you don't mind. Um, this, is, this is another book that I have right here. This is, come, this is one from the book I have called Bible, um, Illustrated Bible Encyclopedia. Bible facts. Yeah. And in this book, it talks about the Messiah again. It, it, it does. Again, it talks about it here. Now, I'm going to read this highlighted part, right? It says the Davidic kingdom was overran, overthrown by the Babylonians in 586 BC. Uh, of course, the Davidic kingdom was later restored. There was an interruption of a kingly rule with a severe blow. In AD 6, Jewish self-government was, for all practical purposes, eradicated by Pompey. The rulers from the family of Herod were not of the Davidic descent. Many Jews were hoping that God would send someone to deliver them, that someone be a, excuse me, that someone would be God's anointed king. Y'all see, this is this is what this whole thing, and this is what I'm reading, y'all, is from a in this book, uh, Biblical Facts, under this talking about breaking it down about what a Messiah is again. So again, what was it saying? Because the Davidic dynasty, that whole thing about God was going to send, or as they say, raise up someone from the line of David. When they actually read that from the beginning, it was talking about King Solomon, because he was. And he did. He 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 came up after because that was David's son. So, but they try to make that all talk about this like this, talking about Jesus. But history, when you go into history and you read the real history, y'all, not these damn gospels, but what this real history that can be dated and find through archaeological evidence and all of this, right? You will see. This stuff is historically accurate, but it talked about how um, that line, the divinic line, the David of of kings in the southern kingdom that that had actual bloodline Jews or Israelites that had been eradicated. That line of Jews were no longer uh, sitting on the throne. You had a lot of foreign invaders, just like in Kemet. They talk about in Kemet with a lot of foreign invaders who came in and occupied those thrones. Like, you know, we talk about the uh, going back to what's that, the Ptolemaic, the Ptolemies and all of this stuff. So the real um, Kemetic priests or the Kemetic kings were basically they were foreigners on the throne. 
So even when the time of they do talk about Yahshua, hell, it was foreigners. It was not actually bloodline Israelites who were ruling those kingdoms because it's it started here. You talk about Maccabees when uh, you have um, uh, when they talk about Hanukkah. Those were not real, actually bloodline Jews. These was apostolite. These were Greco, well, Greeks and stuff like that. Uh, the Hasmoneans. You had the Seleucids. You had, like I said, Herod was an Idumean. The brothers out there on the camps be talking about Edom, uh, Edomites. Hell, Herod was a damn Edomite, the one they try to talk about who tried to kill baby Jesus. He was a goddamn Edomite. And excuse my French, y'all. He was an Edomite. But anyway, I got to hear up. But so we see this right here. There's an anointed person. They say it was a king. It says in the Old Testament, when a king was to ascend to his throne, he was first anointed with oil. Y'all see this. He was first anointed with oil. T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes, when he so-called had this thing, he anointed his daughter, right, to the, to the um, I guess, bishopship or whatever to take over the church. He had a ceremony, and he did that to his daughter. He had the ceremony where he anointed her head with oil. He anointed her or ordained her. That's what he did, y'all. His own video. Go and look it up. He even anointed her with oil. Um, let me hear what I'm saying. It says, in a, solemn, in a solemn ceremony, olive oil was poured on the head of the king. The English word Christ and Messiah represent the Greek and the Hebrew word for anointed. Jews who hoped for the Messiah was hoping for an appointed king, a heroic leader like David. I'm through, y'all. I'm through with that. I'm through. I ain't going to read no more, y'all. But y'all see that. The Jews were hoping for a Messiah who um, who was an anointed king. Uh, that's why I did the video talk about Jesus was not no damn king. Herod, I don't give a damn, Yeshua, whatever name y'all want. He was not a king like David. He did not rule on the throne. He was not um, giving any kind of, he was not a government official. Y'all can call him my Lord King. He's the King of Kings. You you lying. He was not. Because now, if like I said, if you just want to believe that, hey, do your thing. You can believe all you want to, but historically, that's what we're talking about. Like I said on this video, the country community always talk about uh, the Bible is not historical. So we got to go with historical facts. Historically, can we find it anywhere? You cannot find it anywhere on any record. Nowhere. If it is, maybe they ain't found it yet. But so far, people, y'all calling him the king of kings and all this crazy stuff, you have to prove it because they can show you Herod's palace. And Herod's palace was was the temple, the temple that was there, as they claimed during time of Jesus, that was built by who? Herod, who was an Edomite, a non-Israelite, who converted to as a, the religion of Judaism. He wasn't a Jew by blood. He was a Jew by religious conversion but yeah so this is why we don't get into we don't teach all this damn messianic stuff because again we don't believe that someone is coming to save us save us from what because again if they come in if because if we would have to say if this messiah that mean again as david was breaking down talk about the captivity as a lot of brothers keep saying we here 
and I know Justice heard it. I know he's seen them brothers in the purple and gold out there on the corners and a lot of places. Y'all heard them, two brothers and sisters, be hollering about, we in captivity. We still in bondage. Deuteronomy 28, so-and-so. Oh, and I got something for that Deuteronomy 28, y'all. I got some more fire for that right there to break down that lie. But anyway, um, they would for for in order for that to be true, the Messiah is coming. That means we have to be in captivity because both of those doctrines go together. So you would have to say you being in captivity, you being oppressed by I don't know maybe in America, right? They somehow we being oppressed. So they're looking for this Messiah to come. So most of these people they say that Jesus is having a second coming. He's coming back to do to do what? I mean, come on, y'all. So, yeah. So that's why me and David, we don't we don't teach that here in the tabernacle because we go back to the original meaning, as I was telling showing y'all earlier, the original meanings, the original definitions of what the of Messiah meant from the historical point of view. So we ain't talking about no damn superhero. We ain't waiting on no damn superhero. None of that to come because we don't. Because <laughs> anyway, y'all. But I want to let these other brothers get in here, man. I, Hope we making some sense to y'all tonight. That's why we don't teach this damn stuff, man. But yes, sir. Somebody got something else they want to throw in here. See. Oh, I got some uh, uh, right yeah. fast, brothers. Oh, okay. You guys. Hey, Dave. One second, bro. I got something I want to play right quick, right quick. That'll help us out. I mean, it ain't gonna help us out. I mean, you because you, you, you might want to touch on this one too. Just kind of going with what we talk about. Let me give you. This ain't but like a couple seconds clip, brother. Couple seconds. Uh, it's cool with me. Don't do your thing, bro. Deuteronomy 28:68 says that the Israelites would offer to sell themselves into slavery, but no one will buy them. I don't understand how anybody could say that verse of scripture. It's talking about black people because we all know from history that slaves in the transatlantic slave trade were kidnapped, bought and sold into slavery. You may be asking, well, what does the word buy mean? Does it mean redeem? No, by comes from number 7069 in the concordance, while redeemed comes from 6099 in the concordance. The word by does not mean redeem. Yeah. That was, Deuteron- a, that was a couple of seconds there, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Because that's what they say. You know, they say redeem, Deuteronomy 28. No man will redeem you. That means nobody's going to buy you back. Because they say nobody came to redeem us. And then they'll say, when Christ comes back, he's going to redeem us. Deuteronomy 28. Go ahead, my brother Jay. Go, go ahead, right, brother. So let me get into what I was going to say. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, we're talking about this slavery and it You kind of muffle a little bit, Dave. You kind of muffle a little bit. So that pretty much, like you were saying, a lot of Israelite brothers, they love to to say we still in slavery. And like you were saying, like the clip that was just played, the guy was saying how they said, no man will redeem you. He was going into the real meaning of captivity. Now, that's something that um, I do want to say. And let me get out my notes on my phone. Uh, 
um, uh, something I wanted to bring up because I um, talked this earlier. I talked about this a little um, a little while ago with you, I think. Um, and I was going to bring this up for the show. Now, you know, I was talking about the, you know, we were talking about the Messiah and the Jesus and, you know, and the guy, they just played the clip was saying how a lot of people speak on how no man, how, you know, speak on the, the being in captivity and all that. Listen at this. Now, and I know this going to change the conversation a little bit. We're going to re- reverse the roles a little bit Mm-mm. as far as who this Christ was. You were talking about how earlier how Christ meant anointed one. Now, when we're looking at Christ, Christ is, which a lot of brothers say, well, it's Hamashiach, like you were saying earlier. They like to flip the script. They like to flip Greek into Hebrew, just like they did with the Septuagint, translated Hebrew to Greek. Now, let's reverse this shit. Now, when, we're, when they talk about the Hamashiach, the Christ, that they see coming back to redeem them, Timothy, we're looking at the word Christos, Greek. Mm. Let's look at Yahawashai in Greek. It's Jesus. Is that right? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus in Greek, if they really want to read Christ, Jesus in Greek, it will be Jesus. It will be Jesus. Now, and I talked about this earlier <laughs> last night about this Jupiter Zeus character, same person. Now, when we're talking about Zeus, do Brothers and sisters, when you talk about the Yahawashah, the Messianic, when I look now, they paint Jesus as black. When really he was white. A lot, and I know that's going to uh-uh. screw y'all up, but for y'all Israelites out there that's Messianic, I know Hashah going to kick my ass if he probably <laughs> see me. I don't know the nigga, but he going to call me a coon. IYC going to call me a coon, and they don't quote revelations with the woolly hair and dark skin. But when we're looking at Jesus, Jesus, in Greek days, Roman days, he would have been white. Mm. Paul is white. Jesus is white. Yeah, I said it. Jesus is a white man. Yahushua is a white man. And his real name is Zeus. Now, let me go into 
Zeus, who Zeus and Jupiter. And I'm going to go on Wikipedia. Y'all know that's my favorite source. You know, I I, I know y'all, uh, I know Moray Ari, he, he, he loves, he, uh, he reads out of every book in the world. You know me, I, I make it simple. You know, I, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I, I don't be reading like that. I read the Tanakh. I read the books that I need to read. But Moray Ari, like the brother was saying, the one minister, that was uh, on the show with him a couple of shows ago. They would call him uh, Dr. Frank. You know, he's a doctor. Dr. Sunray, Dr. Ari. He loves his books. You know, he got his PhD in this shit. I say <laughs> <tell you> that. <laughs> he like John Henry Clark in his, in his uh, house. He got his uh, whole damn... Library. Yes, so let's look at this Zeus. Zeus, hey Zeus, Jesus. Zeus, according to Wikipedia, is the sky and thunder god in ancient Greek religion. Now they always when you say thunder, thunder is you know comes from the sky. You hear it when think about thundering, you think about lightning, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they say that your house is going to come up out the clouds. Yes, sir. Come yeah. back on the cloud. It's going to strike you and it's going to have a big old thunder. You're going to hear a big old boom in the earth and the world going to be over. That's what they say. So, Zeus is the sky and thunder god of ancient Greek religion. Mm. Mythology, who rules as king of the gods on Mount Olympus. His name is Cognate with the first syllable of his Roman equivalent, Jupiter. So pretty much, they're pretty much saying that Jupiter and Zeus is the same person. He's pretty much equal to Jupiter. When we're looking at the Wikipedia for Jupiter, let's see. It says Jupiter from proto protalic uh, day sky, the sky father, also known as Jove, is the god of the sky and thunder and king of the gods in ancient Roman religion and mythology. Now, Jesus and Paul was always in Rome. All of the, Jesus was always out there, out there in Rome. He was always somewhere lurking around. In ancient Rome religion and mythology, Jupiter was a chief deity of Roman state religion throughout the Republican and Imperial eras until Christianity became the dominant religion of the empire. In Roman mythology, he negotiates with Numa Pompalus, the second king of Rome, to establish principles of Roman religion, such as offering 
us at the fight. So when they say, what did, what did they say? More Ariane, what did they say? Jesus was a sacrificial lamb. Don't they say that? Yes, sir. They always say, Jesus, Yahweh sacrificed his life. He came back to die for their sins. Don't they say that shit? That's what they say. Died for the sins of the world. So this is where the Jesus character comes from. They get that. So Jesus is pretty much a made-up deity from a, a, a Roman religion. And even when you all see with, like, for instance, Hinduism, Hinduism called Jesus Krishna. Mm. And when you're looking at Jesus, Jesus has what? The Trinity. They say he's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes, when you're looking at uh, Hinduism, they got what you call the Trimudi. The Trimudi is pretty much... Uh, Indian uh, Hindu trinity for Hinduism. Hmm. So let me look up uh, this uh, Trimuti for you all. Trimurti. The three forms or trinity is the trinity of supreme divinity in Hinduism, in which the cosmic functions of creation, preservation, and destruction are personified as a triad of deities. Typically, the designations are that of the Brahma, the creator Vishnu, the preserver, and Shiva, the destroyer. The arm symbol of Hinduism is considered to have an allusion to Trimurti, where the A, U, and M phonomes, the word, are considered to indicate creation, preservation, and destruction, and up to represent the Brahman. The Tridevi is the trinity of goddess closer for the Trimurti. So pretty much the Brahma, the Vishnu, and the Shiva. So the that's pretty much... Their trinity. So a lot of people don't realize, but when we're looking at Hinduism, Hinduism is pretty much, well, you know, it's pretty much where a lot of, um, pretty much is like the first man-made religion outside of the Roman, uh, Roman, uh, Roman-made uh, religion. A lot of people don't know that. So when we're looking at, you know, a whole as of Christianity, shoot, a lot of that stuff, the Hindus copy off of the uh, Romans. And like I said, they pretty much made it into something big before a lot of Christians even could even think about the Trinity. So those are pretty much hand in hand, and a lot of people don't realize that. But the Mesopotamian, the gods in the Mesopotamian in Babylon is pretty much was the first dominant that pretty much conquered the world where people to study and to worship. So yeah, that's they they did it. even in Egypt. They had gods for every day of the week. But the Romans, they did too. 
And one of the Roman Greek gods was Jupiter. So Jupiter, Zeus, and uh, what you call it, the Krishna, which is the Christ, um, is pretty much the Jesus Christ, as y'all should call it. So let us look up with this Zeus character. Let us go into his uh, history according to Wikipedia. It says, Zeus is the child of Cronus and Rhea, the youngest of his siblings to be born. Though sometimes reckoned the eldest as the others required this origin from Cronus' stomach in most traditions. So pretty much when we're looking at that, they, they say that the virgin birth, they talk about the virgin birth how Mary pretty much had Jesus by herself. Ain't that what mm. they say? So this is pretty much how Zeus was oh. created, pretty much. Yep. So in most traditions, he is married to Hera, by whom he is usually said to have father Arias as Elithia, and he and the oracle of Dodona. His concert was to said to be deep diner, by whom the Elot states that he followed Aphrodite. Now, I'm going to go into Dinah and Aphrodite a little later because uh, down the line after I read this, because I, I want you to keep that name on your tongue, Dinah and Af- Aphrodite. But this is something that, that yeah, yeah, hermaphrodite. But I'm <laughs> when we look at hermaphrodite, yeah, it, I'm going to go into what the hermaphrodite God pretty much was. Because some of y'all say Bosman, which is true. But uh, hermaphroditus was actually a Greek God. They worshiped hermaphroditus as a Greek God. And y'all say Mary impregnated herself. Her mouthbites got a vagina and a pee pee. So they can impregnate themselves if they want to also. So maybe Mother Mary was her mouthbite. I don't know. But, <laughs> hey, hey, but by whom the Elijah states that he fathered Aphrodite, according to Dio Zeus' first wife was Metis, by whom he had Athena. Zeus was also infamous for his erotic escapades. These resulted in many divine and heroic offsprings, including Apollo, Artemis, Hermes, Perus, Phone, Dinus, uh, Pursuits, Hierarchal, Helen of Troy, Menos, and the Muses. So he was respected. And I want y'all to remember those names because there's an article I'm going to pull up about those Greek gods who he fathered, who yeah. Zeus supposedly had fathered. Y'all always say y'all the children of Jesus. Huh. We don't and, go into that. Oh damn! We had a call. I had, I had, I was um, 
I, I was looking at my other Bible and I didn't pay attention to the switchboard. We had a call. Call if you call if you still on there. Uh, call back in. I, I had took my eyes off the switchboard. Call back in. We we'll get you in here right fast. But go ahead, Dave. Today maybe they they'll pop back in here. It says he was respected as a sky father who was chief of the gods. So I'm I'm gonna stop right there with Zeus's history. But I'm going to go back into the divine heroic offspring of Jesus, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, your house. Because there's an article I found about Artemis and all of those people. And um, I, I, I'm going I'm to go into this. It's a... Uh, um, now... Y'all know in Greeks, in Greek, uh, Greeks, which is where all this Paul is pretty much was in love with the Greek culture, where Christianity and Messianics come, uh, pretty much worship. Now, some of y'all might say, I don't know why Brother Dave always got to talk about this subject, but we talk about the drag queens and LGBT reading to the kids. And yesterday, didn't we talk about that with RuPaul? And I'll tell you, he was quoting about, you know, how they should let kids uh, uh, read from the uh, uh, letter drag queen read to them. You remember that when I was telling you how RuPaul had made that statement? Oh, yes, sir. Now, we always say that the church is full of facts and training. Don't we always say that? We always say, that. you go to the church, Donnie McClurkin, in a fruitcake, Kurt Franklin, a fruitcake, all these gospel singers, Andre Crouch, uh, all those uh, uh, people were sissies, Tony. Now, we always say that Christianity got some we ass dudes in there. Now, I know why they have that fruitcake spiritual presence. Now, a lot of those Greek gods, like Zeus, was homosexual. That's going to fuck y'all up. But when we're going into, because even Paul, Paul even, you know, Paul even was saying how men should greet each other with holy kisses. You remember that? Yes, sir. Paul gave instructions for men to greet each other with holy kisses. Fruity as hell. I don't know. No man that I would want to kiss. Hell to the no. But Paul surely instructed his people to kiss each other, which is weird as hell. But according to Pride.com, I found this article. 52 queer gods who ruled ancient history. Now, this is an article written on Pride.com in June 1st, 2023. Now, this is the LGBT website. And they're talking about the Greek gods. Because we all know homosexuality comes from Greece. We all know that. Now, Zeus, 
they mentioned some something about Zeus, which I found to be true. It says, Zeus, while a famous philanderer who has seared countless demigods by every peasant girl in need of an explanation to her parents, Zeus famously selected the young mortal Ganymede to serve as his cup barrier on Mount Olympus. The relationship provided the foundation of the customs of Padish Rastia, the practice of Greek men at the time maintaining erotic relationships with adolescent boys on the side. So they're saying that Zeus had homosexual relationship with boys. Now, we always heard about Eddie Long. We've been hearing about T.D. Jakes. You know, we've been hearing about all these pastors getting put out there for homosexuality. Now, this is gay people saying this shit, that a lot of these Greek gods were homosexuals. Now, let's go to a couple of these scriptures because some of these, they have 52 up here on this website. But, love that I saw in the um, New Testament. Um, let's get it out. Uh, let's get out my Bible. Let's go to um, uh, Romans 16 and 14. Because I'm going to tell you all something, man. Paul, believe it or not, he, you know, we wonder why he got a lot of homosexuality in the church and a bunch of weird shit going on in the church. But a lot of that shit is pretty much comes from the spirit of the Greek. Roman Catholicism, which is, and it's been in there for years. So let's go to Romans uh, 16, 14. It says, and salute uh, as Syncretus, Philagon, Hermes, Pot, Robus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. So it says, salute Philogus and Julia, Nereus and his sister in Olympus, and all of the saints which are with them. Salute one another with an holy kiss. Didn't I just tell you Paul was telling people to kiss each other? These weren't just regular people he wanted y'all to kiss. They wanted to kiss each other. So it says, the churches of Christ salute you. So let's go into that person named Hermes. Hermes in Romans sixteen fourteen was a person who was, what, uh, over one of the churches of Paul's. Can you hear me? Are you with me? I, I can hear you. So, Hermes, when I looked at that 52 
uh, greet gods who are gay according to the little pride website, the LGBT website, which did an article on the uh, the whatever it greets or whatever. This is uh, Hermes was named as one of the homosexual Greek gods who were homosexual. It says the wing-heeled messenger of the gods was said in multiple myths to have male lovers and a variation of Hyakinth myth. It was Hermes' lover, Crocus, who was killed by a disgust thrown by God before turning into a flower. Now, I want y'all to look at that, turn into a flower. Now, Y'all notice how ICPK and a lot of these camps, they wear lotus flowers on their on their uh, garments. I don't know if y'all ever noticed that or not, but if you look at some of them, they wear those garments where they have, like, the lotus flowers up there. Uh, uh, have you noticed that? No, I ain't paying no sense to that. Yeah, like, even with, like, when you, like, for instance, Look up in New Orleans, St. Jersey. Mm. Uh, Ari, I, I don't know if you can look up in New Orleans, St. Jersey. I remember this. I remember this. They symbol. have like a lotus flower as a symbol on their jersey. Mm. If you look at some ISUPK garments, they wear mm. lotus flowers on their jersey. Damn. So, yeah, why are you wearing that? That symbolizes a female on her period. Damn. Yeah. So why are they wearing that on their on their garments? <laughs> so according to his article, Hermes love of Crocus who was killed by disgust thrown by God, therefore being turned into a flower. Yeah, they're talking about a lotus flower. Some myths suggest a romantic relationship between Hermes and a hero, Perseus. And while some stories list Daphne's, the adventure of Pete, pastoral poetry as the son of Hermes. Other sources claim him to be the god of a speed's favorite lover. Now, I'm a, now, that was one of Paul's friends. If you read the New Testament, Paul gave respect to a lot of those, he had a lot of those gods, those Greek gods who was into sexual perversion had his churches. And I'm going to tell you something. Even when you do look up Greek mythology, that's going to say the same thing. So when I found this article on this Pride LGBT site, I'm going to tell you something. They ain't lying. Go look up down here in Virginia. They have, and I've talked about this plenty of times, they have a festival down here every year called the Neptune Festival. 
The Neptune Festival has nothing, but they they worship. It's a big old festival down here in VA every year where white folks go and they go take pictures of pretty much these Greek statues is people that are like sand sculptures, pretty much they make sand sculptures of Greek gods. And I'm going to tell you something. I have family members that used to, if that was, you know, rich, they used to go there every year. And I was always wondering, what's so big about Neptune Festival? And I started to see when I finally ended up going to Neptune Festival one year, and I'm going to tell you something, it was the most gayest bullshit I ever seen. <laughs> I'm being serious. All of this shit that you that I'm telling you about right now, that I'm reading on this pride site about this, these uh, LGBT Greek gods, none of that shit um, are false. It's all true. Look, I'm being serious. It's, it's, it's all there. And Paul, when you read in the New Testament, he had these people over his churches. They make sand sculptures of these, of these weirdos. I'm talking about penises out and everything. You have Europeans that actually every year white folks who love to take pictures of these sand sculptures of these Greek gods. And they all was perverted. Matter of fact, I'm going to put one out there for you. Alexander, the so-called Greek. Alexander, the so-called Greek was a what? A Greek, uh, a person who was destroying, uh, who was destroying a lot of so-called black uh, countries. Alexander the Great had a gay lover named Bogoas. Go look that up when you get a chance. And Alexander the Great is in the New Testament. Paul talked about Alexander in the New Testament. And the fact that Paul was friends with these people goes to show that Christianity is not right. So let us go into something else I saw on that list. Um, Dionysus. Uh, uh, Dinah, as some people call her. Best known, according to this uh, article, it says Dionysus, best known as the Greek god of wine. Dionysus was also the god of intersex and transgender people. Male lovers of the god include the satire Ampelos and the famously handsome Adonis. He also once made a journey to Hades and was guided uh, by the shepherd Prosomenus, who led the way in exchange for the chance to make love to the party god. When Prosimus died before that deal, will be consummated. The God created a wood phallus to ritually fulfill the promise 
according to the research by a number of Christian historians, including the hygienists and Aronabias. Now, I'm I'm going to put y'all something. And I don't know, some of y'all might have noticed this shit. Uh, I'm going to get to it real quick, but I'm going to show you something. Paul was friends with Dionysus. Let's go to Acts 17 and 29. Acts 17 and 29. Uh, Acts 17, 29 through uh, 34. Acts 17. Let's go to Acts 17 and 29. Let's start there. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. In the time of this ignorance, God winked but now commandeth all been everywhere to repent. Now, y'all know Paul. He 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 is the man who really started the man worship. You know, we know at the tabernacle we don't believe in man worship. We don't, and man worship is a homosexual thing. It is. Would you worship a man? No, sir. Aria. No, Paul. So when we're looking at these brothers talking about Dan Love with Yahawashah, that's pretty much a same-sex relationship. If you in love with a man and you worship a man, they worship this Yahawashah character. They pretty much, that's a gay thought right there. <laughs> that's gay thoughts right there. Paul put this gay shit in there. So let's see. It says, because he had appointed a day in the which he would judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. So Paul pretty much wanted ordained men uh, to stand over other men. This is where this shit comes from. Paul, so wherefore he hath given assurance unto all men and that he hath raised him from the dead. Now, that's another thing I'm going to get into also. Paul was into witchcraft. When we're talking about raising people from the dead, yeah, but somebody raising people from the dead, do you know witches, they would believe that witches were the only people that believed in raising people from the dead. So that's witchcraft right there, too. They do a lot of that shit in New Orleans, too, uh, raising people from the dead. The Gullah Geechee people in South Carolina, they're known for that shit, too. So it says, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, 
and others said we would hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. Howbeit, certain men claimed unto him. So Paul had a lot of people saying we ain't following that man worship shit. But these are some people that believed in him. Says and believe among them was Dionysus and Iris Fogite and a woman named Damaris and others with them. Dionysus. Look, Dionysus. I just read about Dionysus being an LGBT god. Didn't I just read that? <laughs> so why does Paul have people who are uh, uh, LGBT Greek gods following his, his ass? Damn. That that's that's crazy. So let me uh, get into something also. There's um. Let's get into uh, another one that was on the list on that uh, website. It says Artemis. According to that, uh, that and I'm going to send you a copy of that article, which I found on that website. I'm going to send it to you now. Uh, I'm going to send it to you now. That way you can uh, read it for yourself because they – like I said, a lot of the uh, white LGBT, they they pretty much uh, put put it out there. They don't they don't pretty much hide a lot of that shit. It's all in the history. A lot of this shit, I know it's not made to fuck up. <laughs> Some shit that they talk about is kind of like, no, nah, that's bullshit. But a lot of that shit ain't made up. So. Um, Let's go to one of uh, Artemis was on the list. It says, Artemis, twin sister to Apollo, the goddess was by differing accounts a nearly a sexual version or a lover with many nymph lovers, including Cyrene, Atalanta, and Anticelea, as well as a moon goddess, Taina. By some accounts, she was Callisto's lover before the nymph was raped by Zeus. Research Joanna Hypatia and Sabalea writes that lesbian and gay devotees worshipped her as Artemis or Thea in the lesbian port of Pamphylia referred to the goddess in a hive as Archimus Pergia. Now, let's, that's something that's crazy. A lot of people don't know, but Paul pretty much was, he had these people in his book. And a lot of people, you can pretty much go and, this is shit that they're not making up. A lot of those Greek books are, <laughs> They're, they're out there, and they, this shit is in there. And I just sent you the uh, website to the um, to the um, that they did an article on. So let's go, on, go to uh, so let's go to 
because uh, Artemis was in the New Testament. Um, Titus 3 and 12. Titus 3 and 12, because was So this is strange right here because Paul said he suffered not a woman to teach, right? Paul pretty much said he didn't want a woman teaching, right? So a lot of Messianic camps have an issue with women teaching. So this is something that I found strange with Paul because we hear about Juanita Bynum being a lesbian, we hear about a lot of these Joyce Myers being a lesbian. We hear about a lot of these female pastors pretty much being freaks and lesbos. We hear about this all the time. But maybe this is the reason why they're in there. Paul allowed this shit in there. Let's see. Titus 3 and 12, it says, uh, it says, uh, when I shall send Artemis, Chias, be diligently to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to win her. It says, brings in us the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently, that nothing be wanting unto them. And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary use that they be not unfruitful. All that are there are with me. Salute thee. Greet them that love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. So Paul pretty much was sending uh, lesbians uh, to preach the word. So that's where a lot of that shit comes from. And like I said, man, that website is pretty much, with that article, that's not no made-up shit. You can read Roman and Greek history and see all these names right on in there. So, yeah, I'm going to land my plane there with Paul and Titus and Jupiter because these are some homosexuals. LGBT uh, gods that were allowed, and in, in, in you all keep on allowing Christianity, and y'all keep on worshiping the Messiah in this New Testament. These Greek weirdos are all in the New Testament. And that's one of the reasons why we don't follow that shit, because it's all in there. It's all in there. You wonder why these people are acting like that. T.D. Jake's all on stage twerking with Diddy. Shit. <laughs> Paul, look, they get it right for New Testament. Yeah. Paul, Paul allowed sisters in the church. So, it, yeah. He did say he preferred for you not to get married. He did say that. You, even when you had brothers like Solomon, them had about 700 wives. Paul said, Hell, he he wished everybody was like him, uh, not married. But Solomon said that. Like I said, he had 700. Well, I, I jumped off, though. Solomon had on, what, 700-some women, side pieces and all that. Solomon said, when a man find a wife, he find a good thing. 
Paul said, hell, I, I, I wish y'all didn't have no. I wish y'all wasn't married. <laughs> Paul, God damn, Paul. Well, he wasn't. They, they showed right. They was in total opposition of the Torah, of the Tanakh. Yeah, and, and uh, whoever called in, I'm sorry I had missed y'all. You know, you called. I was, like I said, I was looking at uh, my uh, uh, my Bible online. I was looking at that and was still looking at the call screen. So I apologize that I didn't catch the, the call. Uh, we still got 11 minutes. If somebody's still listening, you want to call in, you can call in and questions or whatnot. Um, it was something I was going to look at. Um, oh, let me, I'm going to play a little, another video right fast. I hadn't, I hadn't heard this one myself, so... This is a new one. I was just looking up something <clears throat> about the Deuteronomy 28. So I, uh-oh, kicked it off. I knocked it off. So I hadn't heard this actual video myself. So it would be the first time we, we all hear it. Damn, this ain't the video. There was another video I want to hear that I thought I had saved it. Well, let's just check this one out then because, hold on, let me sign it. There was one that he was talking about that Deuteronomy 28 exposed. Just one second, brother. So let me see can I find this one. I want to hear what brother had to say on this one. Oh, man, it's gone. Uh, it was something. To... Okay, let me hear. Here we go. Here we go. Let me see can I find this. Over 10,000. Look at this commercial out of the way. So this is my first time hearing this one, too. It said Deuteronomy 28 is not about the transatlantic slave trade. That's what we be talking about. Let me get these commercials out of the way. Then we're going to check this one out, brothers. See, is the brother line up with what we talking about? Let's see. Is this brother? Hold on. Let me see. Get it back. Here we go. And, of course, they touted out that we are all in America Hebrew Israelites because uh, Deuteronomy 28 says that the children uh, the children will sail away on ships for 400 and be in captivity for 400 years. But we, I told them, keep reading, though. Keep reading. Because it also then starts saying that how they will be subject to being sold and they will go to Egypt and they will be subject to being sold. And no, they will not find any buyers. And so I broke down a little history for you. So here's the thing. If you are going to accept that as scripture and accept that as prophecy, then you would have to actually say that that prophecy was fulfilled when Titus, after his father Vespasian went back to Rome and became emperor, that when Titus finally conquered Jerusalem in 70 AD, or CE, the common era, that Titus exported millions um, of Israelites to Egypt. And when you look at the Hebrew word, when it talks about Egypt, it uses Egypt as a noun. It uses it as a place, not a idea, to which they try to use it and say that Egypt is America. It's a symbolic of America. But they, they went to Egypt, sent them to Egypt. And people, and there were not, people didn't want to buy them when they got to Egypt. All right? And so because many weren't purchased in Egypt, he sent them throughout other places of North Africa and then sent, me, sent them to uh, Rome as well, to Italy. And those that they could not find buyers for, they put them in slave mines and, you know, to the mines and places of that nature and pretty much worked them to death. Therefore, based on the believing of that scripture, that writing, the transatlantic slave trade cannot, is not, has never, ever been Deuteronomy 28 because they came to the Americas. They did not come out of Israel. They came from tribes who were not Jewish tribes. 
Were there some of the ships owned by Jewish people? Yes. But they came from people who were European, and they brought them over to America who did not worship Yahweh, Jehovah, whatever, whatever name you want to use. They went to the Americas. They didn't go to Egypt. When they got to the Americas, because of sugarcane crop and things of that nature, there were plenty of buyers. There weren't people saying that we don't want slaves. We want, they wanted the slaves. So they were purchased, which also invalidates the claim when you continue to read into, I think, 64, 65, verse 64, 65, that they had buyers. So it doesn't hold up at all. Yes, sir. Now, he's, he's dead on point. Now, there are some other things with that. Uh-oh, there are some other things. Before we even get to Deuteronomy 68, we might go over just a little, little bit, babe. Just a little tad, not too long, because I know you got to get you some rest, brother. Here's something. Now, I'm reading here. This ain't the King James. Uh, I'm reading from a Catholic version. I got a Catholic Bible. And... and um, because I got something else, Deuteronomy 28, so I'm going to read this while I got it open. But here's something that Deuteronomy 28, uh, verse 36 says. I've heard them reading this, but they, they, they pass over this real quick. They don't touch on this. Uh, verse 28 and 36 says, uh, and I'm just read it how it's written. And the Lord will bring you and your king, who you have set over you, to a nation which you and sisters have not known, and there you will serve other gods of wood and stone. Let me start right there. Now, I've heard them a lot of time when they, and they say, what is that wood and stone? They try to use, when they try to say the wood and stone, when they try to talk against Christianity and Islam, they say the wood is Christianity because they say the wood uh, is representing the cross, which, you know, that's what they say, Christianity. Is representing the cross. So they said the gods that you will serve uh, of wood and stone is the cross, right? That's the wood. And the stone, they, they say, is, um, um, is Islam, talking about in Mecca, the Kaaba. They said that's the stone. This is how they try to, they, they try to give their little uh, breakdown on this right here. But wait a minute. Hold up. Ask them this. Y'all get to ask this damn question. This would nobody. I don't think people pay attention to, because you they get you so. See, they what they do. They catch you so emotionally roused up, and they catch you with all this slavery, slavery, slavery. This victim mentality, this victim doctrine. This and y'all don't pay attention to this, but you need to ask this question here. So just say we came on the say uh, slave ships, right? And they teach. But you got to ask them this first line that start this whole this first line says, and the Lord will bring you and your king, you and your king. Ask them who was the king that came over here during the transatlantic slave. There had to have been a king, whatever nation we was in. It said they were going to the most High was going to bring them and their king. Right, whom you have set over you to a nation which you and your ancestors have not known. So who was this king that was ruling over the nation of Israel? Or well, we can't say Israel because they said we was on the west coast. So whatever that thing was, whatever it was called, we had that time. Who was the king that came over? Hmm? Ask them. Who was that king? Who was it? 
See, this is what y'all don't ask enough questions on this because they, they they see don't let them they, what they what they say y'all they cherry pick. They up they when I I, I know when they be talking to people. See, they read give me give me Deuteronomy twenty eight thirty six and they read read over that. But the point they want to get to with the people is you serving gods of wood and stone. That's what they want to just highlight that right there, and you don't and you ain't paid no attention to the part about the king. That's what they get you with. But here's something right fast that this 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 um, Catholic Bible, when I brought this out, reason that I brought this out, that uh, the Tanakhs that Brother Dave and I, we study from, we get ready to go over, we get ready to go over by two minutes, y'all. I got to go over a little bit because I want to bring out some points on here. So we get ready to go over. So anybody who's out there listening in, you can call in at, um, uh, the call in number is 319-527-6068. That's 319 319- Five two seven uh, sixty sixty eight for the overtime show. We get ready to go over about two and a half more minutes. About two and a half minutes. Now, this and is what that brother was saying on something on that video. Here's something when y'all get a proper understanding because that King James, because they always rely on that King James version. They always want to rely on that King James version. Now, let me let me let me tell y'all what. Let me read the King James version. I'm gonna show y'all something that really don't make no damn sense. This don't make no damn sense how it's written, right? And y'all, y'all pay attention. I don't know if y'all pay attention to, to certain things. Some things has to make sense. When somebody's talking and they say something, you're like, hey, bro, you know that it didn't make no sense what you just said, right? But I guess a lot of people don't question it because they say it's in the Bible, man. It's in the Bible. Well, hell, man is printing this. They have made plenty of mistakes. And reason I say this, some things don't make no sense is how they – because I read a lot of things. I don't care. I, even some Tanakhs is how they try to translate something sometime and how they word it. The, how they're phrasing it, sometimes it don't make no sense, y'all, how they word things. And it ain't no, don't, don't get spooked out because they say it's the word of God. Hell, you still question it. And this is what people won't do because they tell you it's the, it's the word of God. And it's like Dr. Yorkhead, you just say, man, it's God's spell. God spell. They put God on it. They put your ass on the right up under spell, and you ain't gonna question. You accept it because they told you God name on it. So this is right here. Anyway, um, Little Roman twenty eight and sixty eight. Right, we're going sixty seconds. We're going over. But this is why you listen to this. Now they'll say here um, where it's talked about, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way thereof I have spoken unto thee, that thou shalt see it no more again. And there you sh- now here's the part, right? Y'all got to pay attention to. And there you ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. So wait a minute, that don't make no. When I heard this, and I was like, they said, and this is a problem. I was like, wait a minute, that don't make no sense. I didn't think about it at first. I went along with it. But if it says, and there you shall be sold to your enemies as bond men and bond women, that said, you shall be sold. So how is it that they said nobody would buy you? But see, they got a way out that they, they flipped that, though. When they talk about, they say, well, no man shall buy you. They said, no, nah, brother, that means nobody is going to redeem you. But that ain't what the hell I read right here. I know how to read. Now, God, come on now. That is not what's printed right here. You said, bro, you don't understand, brother. You, do you know how to read the Bible? Well, I, I, I'm reading it. It says, you, no man shall buy you. 
So what damn sense do it make you say it's somebody, and y'all say this is a prophecy now. Like, it's going to happen. When you say it's a prophecy, it's going to happen. It's going to happen just like they read it now. They ain't say it. Well, it's it's going to happen somewhat like that, bro. It ain't going to happen just like it's written. That's how they try to teach it. Like, it's going to happen, bro. It's going to happen. So when the King James Version has it, that that um that you shall be show so i so that's king jane i want to point that out now uh, one other thing right fast now i'm gonna go to my stone to knock and i want to show y'all this some similarities how i how even the, the catholic bible even the catholic bible has it as it should be translated now let me go to my uh stone edition right fast um deuteronomy 28 let me hear up and get that deuteronomy 28 and 68 and this is what it says deuteronomy 60 oh we'll be it we'll be it come on make sure deuteronomy 28 i thought i was in there 68 okay here we go it says in here and and yahweh will return you to egypt in ships on the road which i have said to you ye shall never see it again now you, know, you shall never again see it and there you were offered yourselves for sale to your enemies as slaves and maid hand, uh, maid servant, but there would be no buyer. Y'all see how just totally different from King James version says that you shall you shall be sold, but no one will buy you. You will be sold, but there no one will buy you. Now, what sense does that make? Like I said, y'all pay attention to that. What sense? That don't make no damn sense. You telling me somebody going to buy me, most definitely y'all going to be sold as slaves, but no one is going to buy you. That's what that brother was bringing out in that video. That, yeah, when you came to America, hell yeah, they was buying you like a mother sucker over here. There wasn't nobody, but no, nah, we don't want no slave, dog. We don't want no slave, bro. But y'all take them back, take them back to Africa. Take them back to wherever they came from. Take them back. We, don't, we ain't buying no slaves over here. No, nah, we don't do that over here. No, nah, hell no, nah, they was buying you up like a mother sucker. So, but anyway, so <laughs> when you read the um, translations outside of those, and I know it's a Christian, uh, King James is a Protestant Bible. Like I said, a Protestant Bible again. So we're protesting Catholic, right? That's where they came from, like I was talking about last night. But but here we see it, and this makes totally perfect sense, whether you believe it or not, or however it may be, but how... The conversation piece with this one, the conversation was being relayed. It make more sense like this, as it says, and you uh, were offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as slaves and maidservants, but no one will buy you. That makes a hell of a lot of more sense, right? You're trying to offer yourself up for sale, but ain't nobody buying you. Nobody want to buy you. Now, and I go back here. Now, here's the key. Um, this Jewish study Bible, the third edition, this is the New American Bible Revised Edition. Yeah, the New American Bible Revised Edition, the Catholic version, that actually actually has the Apocrypha and all of it in there, man. It, it's, I ain't going to lie, it's Catholic, but this thing, be, it got some cold notes in here and, and things in here uh, that even talk about a lot of stuff about Israel. You know what I'm saying? That break, break stuff down about the Israelite tradition and everything. They know the damn truth in here. But anyway, let's go right here. Now, here's here's how it translates that same thing. It says, I'm going to just read it in the English. It says, the Lord will 
I'm talking about when I said English, I mean, you know, the most high's name, how they have it. It says, and the Lord shall bring you back in Egypt. I mean, to bring you back in ships to Egypt by the route, which I said that you will never see again. And there you were offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slave. But there will be no buyers. That sounds just like the just like the stone addition to knock. Didn't it, y'all? Let's go back to the part where it says, and there you were offer yourself. The stone addition said the same thing. And there you were offer yourselves. It said the exact same thing. You would try to offer yourself for sale. But what did it say? No one will buy you. It's it's funny, y'all, that both of those, their Catholic Bible, Jewish translation, uh-huh. And 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 now the stone of tradition now is basically a Sephardic and uh Ashkenazi um has, you know, from the which both of those so called groups or trying to see how to word that, y'all. Both of those selected groups, the, the Ashkenazis and the Sephardics, you know, they use uh the stone edition. So but it's funny how those groups has that translated just like there. Now here's my Trying to see one. I'm trying to look at another one right fast. I, I don't know if I ever looked in the JPS and see how I said it. But it's funny that the Catholic version even has it because it makes sense in its rendering. Y'all, somebody, y'all, somebody going to still be listening to, oh, man, see, they, the white folks just trying to hide something. Well, hell, didn't the white folks translate the King James version? Did they not? As Dave was saying last night, hell, King James was white. Uh-oh, or what they call white, a European stock. He wasn't no damn black. Well, I forgot. I forgot, you know, we're going to get it, man. Uh, Priest Daniel and them going to say we crazy as hell. But yeah, bro, what you say? Kyle, Kyle put something to that when you were yeah. saying that about yes, Go ahead, the bro. Catholic translation mm-hmm. and the Stone Edition pretty much says and, you are off the, yourselves. And the JPS just said the same thing for the record. Just go ahead, brother. Listen at this. You yes, are off yourselves. And off no man you. will buy you. That, that sounds like the on the corner. Mm. You know how a prostitute go and sell her body? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what black people did. Slavery is pretty much based off of black people. Pretty much black people doing this to themselves. So... There's no wrong in white folks if 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 we did this to ourselves. Because even when they try they try to flip it like you were saying earlier, they try well see what the white man did. And it's like, well, if they really read it, they didn't they broke the law. <laughs> when you break the law, what happens? You go to jail. Yep. Yep. So all of this shit happens because they don't want to do what God y'all say to do. They want to do what your house shot Jesus want them to do. Come on, now, bro. Come on, right now. And so when you do what uh, the opposite of what God says, you get punished. Mm. 
So that's why, you know, these guys get locked the fuck up. Damn, you see Israelites locked up like Muslims. <laughs> Muslims stay locked up in jail. You see Messianic Israelites stay locked the fuck up. Is it shit? Cause they ain't following God's law. Mm. And, and you see how me and Moray Ariel, we always talk about this. How we we both been on those journeys. Mm-hmm. We both been on journeys. Shit. And what what did Moray Ariel say? When he was Muslim, he want the best Muslim. Same <laughs> no, thing with me. <laughs> I seen Muslims sell drugs. I seen Muslims have corner stores. I'm talking about motherfuckers from overseas. Same thing with Messianic Israelites. They do the same thing. They lock the fuck up. You always hear black people say, well, white Jewish people is, is they wrong? They wrong? And you know, that's how they always say, well, white Jewish people always get away with shit. You know why? Because they follow Torah. If y'all follow Torah, y'all will get away with y'all shit too. See what I'm saying? See, they have a brother. One thing about Torah, Torah keeps brotherhood intact. The New Testament, you look at the Now, we know Old Testament. Moses' brothers was against them. They lost their way, but when they lost their way a second time, God wiped their ass out. Mm-hmm. What what Christianity, Messianity, you get a damn second chance. You repent, you get a second chance. Crack egg, smoke crack, get saved, next day smoke crack. Jesus come to save his ass. Damn. Old Testament, you do something wrong one time, okay, don't do it again. That's why I say with the New Testament, they they get away with shit. Jesus allows you to have a damn excuse for everything. Everything mm. is a damn excuse. Jesus got an excuse for every goddamn thing. Damn. That's why... I'm, that's why Go, go, go to a Christian church. What is that? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's their favorite scripture when they do wrong. Yes, sir. And Man, they I for, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, yes, sir. why not stop sinning? That's it, bro. Stop sinning. And, 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 but they can't do that. That's why they got to. Latch onto your Habashah. That's why they got to latch on to Yeshua, Jesus, because he allows you to fuck up. Because mm. you're covered by the blood. Covered by the blood. And that's another thing, like I was telling you about the lotus flower. With Dionysus, the Greek female god named Dionysus, which Paul had ordained as a bishop over his church, which I read in Titus, right? You remember earlier, I read from that, uh, 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 from Titus, I think it was 3 and 15, I think I read it in. Uh-huh. 
That's why they wear that lotus flowers up there. You talk about covered by the blood. Who, 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 besides covered by the blood, clearing your sins, who else? When women, uh, they have what, a menstrual cycle. Mm. These oh, no. guys wear lotus flowers on their shirt. Go look at the ISUBK garments. They wear lotus flowers on their damn thing. Some of them worship Mother Mary. Covered by the blood. You know what that means? That that that's some damn that's female shit. Females when they get their menstrual cycle, they get covered in blood, right? Hmm. They release blood through their menstrual menstrual cycle. And what that does when women go through a menstrual cycle, you can't be around her ass, right? They say it in tour that you can't be around her ass because she's having blood discharged out of her body. So that's the same thing with when you hear what you said, covered by the blood. Shit. That, that Jesus pretty much was a female. Yeah, I don't give a damn. Jesus was a damn, uh, was a pretty much teaching you gay shit. And you don't even see it. Homoerotic. That's all that is. Covered by the blood. Get the hell out of here. I, I don't want to be covered by no man's blood or no woman's blood. I don't give a damn what it is. You don't know if the, you don't know if Jesus had HIV or not. <laughs> what if Jesus had HIV? Yeah. Blood. That's nasty blood. What would you if if you need a blood transfusion and you find out to save your life, you find out a person has HIV that's gonna give you a blood transfusion. Would you accept that blood transfusion? No, sir. Hell to the law. Yeah, you damn near dead anyway. <laughs> Shit. Because why? Because it's wrong blood is going to fuck you up and kill you. Yes, so why would you want a person's blood that you say covered by Jesus' blood? No, I don't want to be covered by Jesus' blood. I don't know what Jesus had. Jesus could have had HIV. Jesus could have had AIDS. I don't know. If he was hanging around all them homos like Paul was, hell to the no. Damn. Hell to the no. So, yeah, man, shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. If they, if, you know, y'all did that y'all self. <clears throat> yes, sir. But, but they, there, there's something, a, a, a key element, and you said this when you started talking on it. There's a key element. And, like, again, why we don't teach this, we don't really, y'all don't hear us talk about those, we in captivity, we in captivity, and all of this type of stuff. We under a curse. And we got to throw that in there, too, because we under a curse. Because you said a key element, bro. And, and we mentioned this a long time ago. Because when you go to Deuteronomy 28, when y'all even first go into Deuteronomy 28, because they always say this was a prophecy. There was a prophecy. Uh, well, it really, it, 
Well, it's somewhat it was it was actually a warning. I would say this. It was a warning, ultimatum, whatever you want to say, because it was trying. It was something telling you something that you had a choice. It was on you. Like they said, everything is a choice. Like people talk about free will. I'll be here inside that and talk about free will. Yeah, it was a choice. It was a free will. And and it's something that they need to start doing because they use, they always using this. And this would get on my damn nerve why I can't listen to a lot of this because a lot of them, because, um, and what it actually does and keep some people who listen to it or what they're trying to do is like I said, keep you under spell, keep you under this victim mentality. A victimhood mentality. It's just like uh what's this uh that damn thing they got? Uh I forgot the damn eighteen some kind of this eighteen project, whatever that damn some kind of whatever that project they got about slavery and all that they, they they actually just they just like the Democratic Party. They just like the liberals and the Democratic Party. Yeah, what was the it? 16, the sixteen eighteen project. I know what you're talking about. There you it go. It was started by a lady named Nicole Hannah Jones. That's it. And you That's know, it. it's it's crazy that, that you that you said that. That's she victimhood. is in victimhood. And you know what? And they and what do they say? They can't stand white people. Well, why 18, the fuck man. you want the white man money then? Yeah, and it's just like uh, what's the other one? Critical race theory, and and what it always hmm. does is constantly like you ain't gonna be able to achieve nothing. You can't achieve nothing because the white man is. You can't achieve nothing. Well, why are y'all damn organizations so successful then? Why they all over? And then like they brother just Moray just brought it out. Y'all taking y'all getting now y'all. This it's funny, Dave, since you said that that. The white man is so evil in his government, his government now, but they are go file a 501c status with this wicked government. They call a wicked, evil government to get 501c status, and that's helping their organization to be so successful as they p- promote all this victimhood shit against the government. This government going to fall. But y'all go to the government that y'all say gonna fail, and y'all say Christ gonna judge and ask him for uh, a, a tax status and all this stuff. But I, see, y'all make your mind up. But this is one thing, right? The key part is y'all always is they always blaming somebody for their um, circumstances, right? For like I said, their circumstances. Because that's why I said they don't believe what they actually be teaching. They can't. They can't believe what they teach it. Because Deuteronomy 28 clearly says that, um, here we go. Now, this ain't the King James Version. Once again, I'm going to the Catholic Bible. I know y'all say, how the hell you is like reading the Catholic Bible? Man, hell, I'm just, I read them all. Shit. They all basically say the same thing. Some of them might word certain, certain difference, right? But anyway, here we go. Because they all got it from us, the Israelites, anyway. It says, now if you diligently obey the voice of the Most High, your of your power, carefully observing all of his commandments, which I give you today, this Moses saying this, and um, the Most High Yah will set you uh, high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you and overwhelm you when you obey the voice of the Most High Yah. Now, he said that Deuteronomy 28, Verses 1 through 15 talks about the blessings. 
the blessings, right? Everything that Yah will do for you if you follow him and obey. But then, oh, my, 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 when you get to verse, let me see here. Wait a minute. Yeah, we get the verse. That's 1 through 15. But then we get down here. He tells you this right here. Then Moses turn around and say this. And y'all say this is a prophecy. It's not a prophecy. It's, it's basically, it's telling you the consequences. If this is how you really see it. A prophecy is like, hey, well, it's, it's basically it was a consequence because it was all up to you. It was all up to you. You had these decisions. It's like, hey, you got door number one, like, let's make a deal. You got door number one. You got door number two. You pick which one you want to you go, which one you want to see what prize behind that door. It's all on you. It's like, you know, <laughs> but anyway, here we go. It says the curses for disobedience, uh, uh, verses 15, 28 and 15. But if you do not obey the voice of the Most High, Yah, carefully observing all of his commandments and statutes, which I give you, which Moses saying, which I'm giving you today now. If you don't observe all of these, I'm telling you today. He says, all these curses uh, uh, shall come upon you and overwhelm you. Then he started relaying what the curses would be or the punishment, the chastisements would be. It wasn't no damn prophecy. He just saying, because y'all act like it's a prophecy, like, hey, man, it was. And that's what people be, and how they try to teach it today is like, like this had to happen, bro. That's basically what they're saying when they say it was prophesied that we was going to go into slavery on ships. They kind of, it almost sounds like they're saying, bro, it's like, you know how some people teach this thing called predestination. We was destined, it was predestinated that we were going to come into Egypt. I mean, as they say, Egypt, which AKA America on ships. It was predestination. It wasn't none that you could have did. I mean, it was it was by destination, bro, that this was going to happen because they say it was prophesied. No, the reason if y'all go with that notion, and this is why Dave and I right here at the Tabernacle, we don't teach thing here is, and we say we still in no uh, captivity because, like Moses said, uh, if you obey these commandments, you will be uh, uh, you will be blessed. If you disobey these commandments, when he was actually talking to the children of Israel of that day, he wasn't even talking to y'all ass. You weren't even nowhere around. He was talking to the children of Israel at that day and that time. Actually, that's who he was talking to them. And got wasn't talking to you. Wasn't talking to you in 2023, 2024. Not even in, in, in 1618, he wasn't talking about you. They didn't have a damn thing to do with you. But let's go on. But all you, but if the thing here is, if it was talking to you, he told you, if you want to continue to keep being blessed, keep your land and all of that stuff, hey, keep on obeying the commandments. But if you don't keep o- keep obeying the commandments, hey, this these are the punishments that they can come upon you if you don't obey the commandments. So when you go and start blaming, saying the white man, he doing this to you, he did this to you, well, like I keep saying, it's your damn fault that that you in this situation. How you saying that, Ariel? You don't lost your mind. No, I ain't lost my mind. Y'all hadn't read. Have y'all read the part where it says that I will give you over to the hands of your enemy? Y'all must have read that part. But let's go back again. Here it is again. It's Deuteronomy 28 and 36, as I was saying earlier. It says this. He says, and the Lord shall bring you, because this is part of the curses, because this happening because if you don't obey right 36 
and the Most High Yah will bring you and your king whom you have, who you have set over you uh, to a nation which you and your ancestors have not known. So Yah is allowing this. And then there's other portions that said, I will turn you over to the hands of your enemy. See, Yah knew that you had an enemy. He already know that. But he was protecting you, like, like Job said. He, he had a head a, that heads around you when you were being obedient. He didn't allow that enemy to touch you, to do anything to harm you. Well, he said, don't harm the apple of my eye. Don't touch them. You can't mess with them. You got to hedge around them, like when you're reading the book of Job. Be- because, you know, you're my servant. Y'all serving me. You actually are serving me. But then when you got hard head style, you got too big for your britches and style, want to do what you want to do, what happened? Just like they said, Hashetan said, you take that hedge away from around them. So he, he decided, like, oh, y'all don't want to obey me? Y'all want to be hard-headed, disobedient? I tell y'all what. I'm going to take this hedge from around you. You see them over there? You see the uh, them Persians? You see them um, the Greeks? You see them Babylonians? I'm going to let them have their way with it. They've been waiting on y'all. I'm going to take my hedge from around you, my protection. Uh, I'm going to let them do what they want to to you because you're hard-headed. Okay, I'm going to show you. Those are the kids that change the punishment. There was y'all say curses because it's you. Every last one of y'all that are teaching that damn doctrine is you who brought those sins upon your own damn self. And all y'all got to do is do what? Turn back to Yah. Stop being obedient to Yah. So evidently, if you still in captivity, it must be something that you doing wrong, reason, reason as a nation or as an individual, the reason then that you still in captivity. That's according to what y'all claiming the doctrine says. Huh? That's all you got to do is repent. It's turn away from your sins. And then you'll be all right. That's why, like I said, we don't, that's why, again, why we don't teach this because we already know Moray David Israel and myself. We know, hey, all we got to do is just turn back to y'all. We fall short. We know we just got to do. We know we got to repent. And I'm going to read something right fast. This is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this is some, a, a, a book I bought here. Um, I bought, and I'll show you, Dave, the Mishnah Torah. Now, this is from Rambon, Rambon, um, I don't know what y'all say most, one of the, the uh, Jewish uh, sages or whatever they call them. But this is here called the Mishnah Torah. And this one is about, uh, all about, they call it in, in the Jewish, well, Hebrew what language, they call it the Shuvah meaning to return. Now, I bought this one during the time of um, Yom Kippur, you know, the Day of Atonement. I purchased this one around here talking about atoning for your sins. And and in this one, I like Rumbon, what he does says in here about in the Mishnah Torah. This is what he says in chapter one. It starts off saying, if a person transgress any of the misvotes or commandments of the Torah, whether a positive commandment or a negative commandment, whether willingly or uh, inadvertently, when he repents and returns from his sins, he must confess before the Most High, be blessed. And then he says, he, uh, as Numbers uh, 5, chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 states, if a man or a woman uh, commit any of the sins of man, they must confess their sins that they have committed. This refers to a verbal confession. A confession is a positive 
commandment. Let me see here. A command. It says, however, one does confess. He states, I implored you the most high. I sinned. I transgressed. I committed iniquity before, iniquity before you by doing the following. I beheld. I regret and am embarrassed for my deeds. I promise never to repeat these actions again. So he's just basically going in here just telling you how um, when you do do sins, all you got to do is repent to the Most High. You don't need no damn blood sacrifice and none of this. Turn to the Most High, Yah, and repent. Have a repentant heart. Just confess your sins and then do what? Turn away. Oh, and in this right here, in this, um, you know, not in this vote, but in his teaching, he's actually saying here too, he said, um, their sacrifice will not atone for their sins until they repent and make a verbal confession. Leviticus 5 and 5 states, and he shall confess the sins he has committed upon them. So even when y'all keep talking about a sacrifice, a sacrifice, it means nothing. And it means nothing if you do not confess. You don't even confess and turn away just by bringing, and that's what a lot of Israelites did. They kept on bringing these sacrifices, these polled uh, innocent lambs and goats and sheep. And, and, and y'all do know all sacrifices, when you brought sacrifice, it was for unintentional sins. And we're going to get into the lesson on here as well, for unintentional sins. But um, the polled lambs and stuff, y'all were just bringing them. Y'all did some sins, but you weren't repentant. You didn't. You didn't turn from that. You just. You brought to the priest uh, the lamb so he can have a little free barbecue. You know, he cooked the lamb up and killed the lamb, and and that was because y'all know the meal, the lamb. That was the meal for the rabbis. I mean, not the rabbis, for the Leviticus priest too, right? Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't think they just burn them damn lambs up and just let them just burn, did it? No, they sacrificed them, and that was the meal for the for the Levitical priest to eat. So they was glad y'all were bringing them damn lambs and all this stuff in there. That was a meal. But anyway, but you did not have a repentance heart. You kept on doing what you wanted to do. So it's a lot of like, it's like a lot of Israel out here doing now. Even though y'all talking about hell, y'all believe that Yeshua shall shed his blood. Y'all still doing wicked damn stuff. So again, while we're saying the whole about this whole captivity, if y'all believe that as y'all claiming the Deuteronomy 28, you blaming somebody for your damn own action. Take personal responsibility because, again, like Moses said, you have a – basically, you had a choice. Deuteronomy 28, uh, 1 through 15, the blessings. This is what you have to do for the blessings. Now, but if you don't, these are your consequences. Not a not damn it was prophesied it's going like it was determined that it was going to happen. It was – these are the consequences of your choices of being disobedient. That's all what it is, is the consequences for you. That's, that's what everything, like you have a choice. You can either do what your mom and daddy tell you to do, leave the child, or you don't have to. Like even even here, the laws of the land now, you can either pay your taxes. You, you don't have to pay your taxes. But then if you don't pay them taxes, y'all know what's going to happen, don't you? Eventually, the IRS is going to catch your witch in your ass. You're going to be like a Ron Osley and uh, what's to do the Wesley Snipes. <laughs> and then it's this other thing. You 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 run a red light. You might run a red light. And chances you might go on through there and nothing happened. You, you might run a red light. Uh, a cop might come through and knock your rear end off, or the police catch you. 
And you got to face the consequences. So there's with laws and rules, you can either obey, abide by them, or you don't have to. But I tell you, if you don't, there will be consequences on either side. Whether you obey them or you don't, there's always consequences for everything in life. So that's all what the Tanakh is telling you. So all this foolishness, call it every goddamn day on the damn YouTube, always Esau did. Y'all put more stress talk about the goddamn white man than any goddamn thing. That shit just be kidding me. But y'all ain't talking about all these dumbass black folks out here doing the dumb stuff that they doing. That's causing themselves to be, look all these smashing grabbing and stuff going on out here now. Who y'all blaming the dude? Who y'all blaming that? I guess it's the white man's fault for that shit too, right? It's his fault too for that, right? Those are, that's another reason you is still in the goddamn situation you in. If y'all say that, if y'all gonna blame um, anything, that may be all this smashing, grabbing, and robbing and murdering that so-called black folks. As y'all say, they the tribe of Judah here in America, all Judah, the black man and woman. Hell, look at what the action that these people are doing. But why don't y'all teach against that? Tell folk, black folk to stop sinning. Tell these black folk to stop sinning. Quit worrying about like what Esau. I remember even Malcolm kind of said something like that. Why you worry about the damn white man? Get your get your own folks straight, right? Get your own self straight. Cause hell, I, I even go back to the teaching of Elijah Muhammad. Because while you're so busy talking about what he doing and he he ain't doing, like Elijah Muhammad said, like he said now, I mean, according to their teaching, he said, can you reform devil? Because y'all said a white man is a devil. He said, can you reform devil? He said, no, because they all have tried. So why keep wasting your goddamn time talking about what he doing? Because you said a white black folks are supposed to be so pure in righteousness. Work on them. Work on doing what you got to do to get black folks right. Quit worried about what the hell he doing. Yeah, okay, if he's a goddamn devil, you ain't going to change it. But you got to get your stuff together because, again, most I said that I will give you over to the hands of your enemy if you don't obey me. So, again, focus on what you did to get your ass into the hands of your enemy. Excuse my language, but it is the flat foot truth. You brought, if y'all believe what y'all say, Deuteronomy 28, you brought or bring these actions on yourself for being so damn hard-headed. Stiff-neck is our, our, our brother, the prophet Azel said. I mean, Ezekiel. You're a hard-headed, stiff-neck damn people. But y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to hear that. You, you, you got to play the blame game. That's why I keep saying y'all just like the Democratic Party. Y'all just want to keep black folks victimized. And this is why black people is going to continue to keep staying in the situation they are. It's the same damn thing that these crazy-ass liberals are doing. Y'all on their payroll. And that's why y'all get paid. And they, they, they actually getting paid by them same ones. When you talking about getting paid, they, they, they get paid by them same Democrats. They all play that role, but they getting paid by them same goddamn Democrats. That's why they, because they, just like that, that shit they be doing, like they playing the liberation theology they be doing, it's the same thing the Democrats they doing out here talking about equality and uh, uh, what's this inclusion. They just taught up, they playing it like that on the Israelite role. They playing, and they keeping black folks in a, in a, in a state, brother, they're not going to rise in. 
the Democrats playing like they on black folks side, trying to put all these black folks in the political office, ain't doing shit for the uh, other black folks. That's what these damn camps doing the same thing. They keeping y'all under their spell. Cause they keep the y'all that feel good ass doctrine, but they don't never tell y'all how to. You really can fix yourself up because what they gonna do is they gonna tell you, wait till Jesus come, he gonna fix it. Jesus gonna work it out. Your Hawashah gonna work it out. Yeshua, whatever thing they like to use, Yehoah, I mean not Yehoah, uh, Yehoshua, he gonna work it out. And something else, right, Fad? I'm like, we gonna get ready to get out of here. Brother Dave was mentioning something earlier. Somebody mentioned Nat Turner. Oh yeah, I think they were they Nat Turner. One thing about Nat Turner, them right? They was inspired by the Bible, and they revolted because we were talking about the Messiah, right, Mashiach, and all these Jewish revolts. See, Nat Turner them did, they revolted. A lot of them, there was a lot of revolts that happened back in the day. And those, they were they was so-called, they deemed as Christians. Nat Turner didn't wait on Jesus, did he? Did Nat Turner sit there and wait on Jesus to come back? Did he tell the slave, we just going to wait on Jesus? Well, our ancestors who was in slavery or held in bondage. Did he tell them, well, y'all, look, we just going to wait on Jesus to come back and he going to free us? Hell no. Reverend Nat Turner, Pastor Nat Turner, whatever they want to call him, said, hey, man, we're going to revolt because we in bondage. And that's what the whole thing, when they, like I was telling you, there's 34 so-called Jewish messiahs that rose up. They say self-claimed messiahs that rose up to do what? They revolted against these different empires to try to free their people, and they died in the process because they were fighting. They had an actual revolutionary fighting to try to uh, free their people, just like they did in Haiti. That revolution tried to fight to save their people from oppression. These people ain't trying to do shit, but they talk all that bullshit. And, and just like Farrakhan did, oh, I got to get on one of your things now. Like they, Farrakhan did, justice or else. Or oh, else what? When, well, when Farad Muhammad come back, he going to do it. See, they talked at all this bold bull crap, but then they'll turn around Farad Muhammad. When he get back, he going to take care of the white man. Then I'm not advocating violence. I'm just trying to show y'all how the game they play. Then, then uh, 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 what's his name? Then the counselors say do the same stuff. The white man is so evil enough, but when Jesus come back, he going to get him. He going to get him. Come on, y'all. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Y'all playing games with these people, man. Tell the people to stop sinning, and y'all going to save them. That's what it is, hey, because Isaiah – go ahead, brother. That's, that's the same say, real Savior. He said he say justice or else. Yeah, you remember he said that? that, that I, I was at that march. Oh, hell no. Nah. I, I, yeah, I was literally at that march. I was at the mall in Washington when he did that shit. And mm. I'm going to tell you something. I left in the middle of that bullshit. Because let me tell you oh, why. Man. Let me tell you something. He, had, yes, sir. he advocated for LGBTQ at what? that march. He had people with rainbow flags. He was uniting them. Everything. After a while, I was holding hands with brothers with rainbow flags. I was oh, at that man. march, just theirs march. I was at, that was over, over 12 years ago. I was there. Damn. I was there. I took a bus. Yeah. I was there. It was on the mall in Washington, just like Million Man marching. I left. 
But you see how the threat. But you see how it was. It was like it was a threat. You say when you say give us justice or else, like you was gonna do something. You were gonna hit somebody in the jaw or something if they didn't give you justice. They have white police officers out there. They have white police officers as security. Yeah, mm. they had white LGBT. They had everybody. They mm. won't gonna do shit there. I was there. I was just like hell no. Nah, yeah. they wasn't gonna it, do nothing. But... Go ahead, bro. It was bullshit. The whole the whole thing was bullshit, and that's the reason why I say it's all bullshit. And any march that they anybody do, it's all bullshit. It's in same thing with Nathaniel Ray when he did a little mm-hmm. march or whatever it was. Man, they they won't gonna do nothing. They won't, if they all have, let me tell you something about marches, and I tell everybody this, you have to have a demonstration permit. Mm-hmm. You have to, in the state of Virginia, New York, all those people you see yelling on the corner, ranting, even the ones like Zafi right. who act like they ain't doing shit, who act like, oh, yeah, we just stand out here and talk our shit. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, right. They have to. They have to. They have to have a a a permit for that. Any kind of thing that where they stand on any corner, any public place, and they speak, they teach. Um, you have to go to the courthouse and get a demonstration permit. Even with the Israelites that preach out there, they have to get permission. Hmm. Yeah, so they asking Esau for permission to talk they shit. So wait a minute. And so then, when they sitting out there with them camps, them big old camps like IGBK they'll be having, they got a permit to sit out there. Yeah. So uh, Alazar, Sakari, uh, Zabak, AOC, all the brothers got to have permits to do that. Shit, they mm. all got permits. They all have you have to go to the courthouse to get that shit. I they know gotta, cause they got to go to the Roman emperor and ask if they stand out there in the courtyard. They bullshit about them. I'm, I'm speaking facts in the words of Umar Johnson. Facts, because they know they're not gonna revolt because they get they get when they get through they giving them thirty pieces of silver and them little shuckles. Yeah, they 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 get they pay to have that shit. They 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 ain't all big and bad like they say, man. They don't this shit. They, and, they ain't gonna do shit. And, and right fast, brother Dave, said we on this here. You 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 brought this up. You, you reminded me uh, a couple of years ago. It's just like you said, they be talking all this bull crap. But like you remember that that, that video with Jenner Johanna said, we just do this. For, we just entertainment purposes. You remember that. He says in every video, this is for entertainment purposes. Don't try this at home. <laughs> Don't try this yourself. He put it in the beginning of the video. I should be half of the, I'm going to tell you something. I've been in Israelite camps. Damn. I've been in Muslim organizations. And I'm going to tell you something, man, about this shit. When you see people out there, it, it they call it, what do you call it? Patches. People who are 
paid to go out there and do some bullshit. It's like, for instance, okay, if, let, let's just say if we were to open up the phone lines, right, yes, and we get a crazy motherfucker to call in. Now, for real, for real, we, if we sit down and let a crazy motherfucker just talk his bullshit, that's some way, I, I'm talking about way off shit. Yes, sir. Come on now. We're going to have to click that motherfucker off. If we talk for some real shit, if they talk real shit, click that motherfucker off. You know, so that's why I say when I look at that, yeah, a lot of those people that go up there, oh, oh the white lady went up to the camp and threw some water in Brother's face. That shit stays. Damn. When I see the chaos fight in IUIC, that was staged. Mm. That was staged bullshit. You ain't go. Come on now, somebody out there had to have a gun. You remember when they was fighting? Yes, sir. Like like WWE out there, all IUIC twenty diggers hopped on IUIC. Okay. Let me tell you something. Uh, that shit was fake as hell. That shit was fake as hell. I'm going to tell you something. Everybody know that anybody out here in this world, especially a street nigga, going to have him a piece. Even if he say he ain't got one, he got something. You ain't going to let no nigga, I don't care. They, they out there, niggas, we have been in the streets. So y'all just going to let a nigga roll up? Nigga, please. I'm going to tell you something. Even me. Even if a nigga walked by me, I got me a damn knife. I just like in the the <laughs> movie Friday at the Next with Cat Williams when the Terry Crews tried to rape him, he pulled out a knife and stabbed the dude in his pee pee. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You remember that? And Friday at the Next, he stabbed me. He said, "What you gonna do now?" Mm. Yeah, yeah, the vice got something. Yeah. You gonna have to have something. You ain't gonna let them nigga roll up on you like that. So that's why I say shit stays. All these people that do all that shit, they just let shit happen. Bullshit. It's, it's just like a YouTube prince today. Israelites <laughs> on YouTube staying out there on the corner is all entertainment. Mm-hmm. They get paid to do that shit. Yes, sir. All to do what? As they tell y'all, we here to win souls to Christ. That's what they tell yep. y'all. That's what they tell you. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, brother. We gonna get ready to end this one here, man. I gotta get me on this Scooby snack before I have to go to bed. Uh, but yeah, sisters and brothers, we just wanna let y'all know, hey, man, we ain't we don't we ain't playing that game. We're not up. <clears throat> We're not here to victimize you. Make you feel like you a victim. You can't accomplish nothing. Um, because y'all say some called white man, green man, black man, no man. You know what I'm saying? If you put your, as we say, you put your trust in y'all, man, like I said, if, if y'all's with you, who can be against you? We don't give a damn about if it's the white man, the black man, the yellow man, the turquoise. We don't give a damn about none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? We know who our power. What they say? I look to the hill which comes of my help. 
So, yeah. <clears throat> so don't let nobody keep you being a victim, keep you under this stuff, man, that you guys, it's like, they, there's all they teaching, like, damn, um, what's that thing? I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, critical race theory and all this other foolishness. Don't let them keep you like that, man. You can do what the hell you want. To. Oh, like I was saying, the brother Ben Carter, they went to now, if they was in captivity and in bondage, how was them brothers and sisters able to leave Chicago and go over there and establish something? Even though it was some, some they still had a lot of uh, bull crap they had to go through with the more racist ass uh, Jews over there. But they went to the Mona. They was able to leave though. That's the point. And they didn't just go to the Mona. They went to other parts of Africa first. Then they went. But the point that they was able to leave, they didn't have to mass up. Can I leave Massa? Can I go over there and move out Massa? No. There's there's other brothers. Uh, what's the brother name? Guerrilla Hebrew. Um, may the peace and best be up for soul. Brother Michael uh, Cohen, Michael Ben Levy. That's a lot of brothers who left left here. That's Israel. So, but did they they need a a, a freedom pass or something to leave out of captivity? Like I said, hey, love, you got the money to leave right now. Like I said, when David hit this lottery, y'all, we gone. <laughs> I'm messing with Brad by day. But uh, I'm pretty sure, hell, he probably would. He'd get the hell out of here and go somewhere. You know, y'all probably won't know where the hell David. Um, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, too. A lot <clears throat> of those guys, the reason why they feel like that, a lot of them dudes is on supervised probation, too. A mm. lot of them is still under shit. A lot of them guys is on probation. They can't leave the damn state in the country. Damn. Yeah. They ain't trying to go nowhere, Dave. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. Okay. Hey, look. They can't talk that shit over there with Kim, Kim Jong-un them like they do over here. Hell no. And, and let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Even when you do look at Ben Carter, a.k.a. Ben Ami Israel. That's it. Ben Ami, that's it. Even, even when you look at them, do you know that every child that is born in Demona, Israel, they have to serve in the Israeli army? I've they heard. have to. At the age of 18, they forced their ass to serve. Yeah, I heard. So, oh, y'all supposed to be so against y'all white, white folks in Israel, but then Y'all motherfuckers serving in their army. Why ain't Demona got their own army? They so big and bad. They they the real Jews. Get your own army, nigga. <laughs> they ain't tell them no. They ass got contracts. They ass is in a bindsmanship. The government over there. So they can go right to hell. We, I'm, <laughs> I love my Demonia Israel brothers and sisters, but they still in captivity. They ain't even America. <laughs> so like brothers <laughs> about that, they ain't even on the transatlantic slave ship. They left, the, they say the transatlantic slave ship went right into another bondage deal. So what I mean, yeah. yeah, so come on, bro. Man, this shit crazy. Yes, sir. 
All right, brother, they want to close it on now. We can get up out of this place, bro. You do some rest. Yes, sir. I'm going to say Shemai Israel, or the Nalahainu, or the Nalakad, or Barukatai, or the Nalahainu, Malakalom, or Moksilakam, and Haaretz. I would like to say thank you all for coming out to Liberation Tabernacle of Yah with Brother Moray Aria Israel. And this is Moray David Israel. And um, like I said, check us out. Check our YouTube page, Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. And um, like I said, man, I'm glad to be back. You know, glad to be back. You know, we have our differences, but shit. Like family, we get over this shit, yes, you sir. know, and that's what we did. Yes, sir. That's gross. So, you know, that's all it is. Yes, sir. So, like I said, man, keep it tuned. And, and like I said, don't get fooled by that LGBT Christianity because <laughs> that shit is terrible. <laughs> don't get caught up in that Messianic community. Please don't. Come up out of that shit. <laughs> Please do. All of it. It's all trash. All them corner camps, get out of it. Hmm. So, all I got to say is Kwame Ashala, Kwame Ashala, Tawada, Torah to the Rabbi Adonai. And thank you for coming to Liberation Tabernacle. Yah, Shalom. Shalom. Hallelujah. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.